This next story takes us to Ferndale, Michigan, the jello salad capital of the Midwest. 26-year-old Michelle Ivey is convinced she's a ninja turtle. For the last 14 years, 26-year-old Michelle Ivey has dedicated her life to the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle. Michelangelo's my favorite turtle because he reminds me of myself. Cowabunga! Come on, dude! It's shell kicking time! I figured it was a face. <laughs> she grew out of the Care Bears. She grew out of My Pretty Pony. She has become the, a ninja turtle. Pretty much, she's crossed over the line and has adapted a whole new personality. These here are my heads. Yes, this is not my head, these are my heads. This right here is my new pride and joy, Michelangelo from Turtles 3. So any scene where you see Michelangelo, like when he goes, wait, really, I'm just a beautiful princess in disguise. Ah, sword, break the spell, give me a kiss. Then it's actually this head saying it. Because Michelle works at a factory for a minimum wage, she takes out bank loans to feed her Ninja Turtle obsession. can count on us. You know the words. Come on. I don't. I'm oh, guessing well, oh. what you're saying is probably a cut from the Turtles Coming Out of Their Shells tour. The very same tour that I had tickets to and yeah. wasn't allowed to go to. Big turtle head back in the day. Uh, gigantic turtle everything. Fucking wearing turtle PJs, sleeping on turtle sheets. Yeah. Even even in even in living that life, I was like, I don't want to see the Ninja Turtles sing and dance. I don't know what this is. Well, I don't know why this is a thing. You know, I was two two years younger than when, you at the time. When did we get into musical shit with the Ninja Turtles? They're warriors. Uh, then why were there action figures of them playing awesome? Yeah, instruments it was like late season Brady Bunch shit, where they're like, eh, it's getting kind of boring. What if they were like? Also the Partridge family? Yeah. I don't know. Let's work some of that shit in. Way the turtles. I don't like my turtles as the Partridge family. I like them as, you know what I like, Matt? What? I like them gritty. Did you know that in the original comic books, like it's gritty? No, I wasn't aware of that. murder people. Oh, God, I'm glad I stayed away. Everybody, they all have red sashes because red oh. is the color of Rambo, which means that they're all murderers. Mm. I like it. I like that gritty approach. Oh, I like that. Yeah. I do like that. I was doing Mon some some, some uh, Googling uh, this uh, morning, and uh, I, I, I came up with this little list. Hey, whatever you do in the morning, wanted, that's your own time. I want to create a little quiz for you here. Oh, okay. Should I, should I introduce the show? Uh, yeah, sure. Hey, everybody. Waka, hey. It's everybody's favorite game show, Baby Oil and Blow. Hell yeah. Spanish Fleet. That's our theme music. I think that was the dating game used that. There was this little dating game. Yeah. Went to the corner, seen baby bars, been rocking hey, for a hey, honey since fetters, we were, fly. What up? We were going out for for ice cream after our date and uh <laughs> then like uh <laughs> I bought you an ice cream cone <laughs> afterwards. <laughs> like <laughs> how would you lick me? Well 
Jaden game was filthy. I assume you're talking about Cunnilingus, and I only look out for me, A lot of baby. times they were shooting for innuendo, but they goodbye. only got halfway there and just said things that were directly dirty. This is 1976. I'm going to give it forcibly to you whether you like it you or not. You can't just ask people who are like fucking, I don't know, standing in tourist lines in yeah. 1970s wherever that was filmed, whatever shit neighborhood in LA that was filmed, to like think on the fly and come up with like some impromptu innuendo and shit. It doesn't always work out. No. People aren't that clever. They're not, but we are. It's Baby Lone Blow. It's an action stravaganza palooza podcast uh, Melanta. My oh, my Lanta. Oh, my Lanta. I am one half the host. I am mm-hmm. Matt. Oh, with me as always. It's going to be me. He is... The Jeff Combs mm. to my Steve Harvey. He is Nate Adams. Oh, hoy, hoy, everybody. Okay, so I was thinking he was, about... Jeff Combs is the one that killed himself. Uh, you, I figured you'd want to be me. that guy. Yeah, good for me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Getting out of here early. Right. So I was thinking about the Ninja Turtles. Mm-hmm. I was thinking about the big like effect they had on culture and all yeah. that. And I was thinking about all the Ninja Turtles ripoff things yeah. that came out, and I was like, Gelato. "There was a lot of them. Yeah. How many can I? How many could I name? Gelato. I got up to like four or five, Ooh. I think. But then yeah. I was like, "How many were there?" So I did a little, I did a little binging here. All right, and I come up with the the top twenty list here on top twenty comic book resources. It's a fine journalistic site here. I all right, they're probably. Those guys who were like attacking women who wanted to play video games a couple years ago or whatever. Is, is that a dot org or a edu? Oh, it's a dot com. Oh, wow. remember when lonely like uh, guys were just attacking women who wanted to play video games online? Lonely like, is the night. Like that, trying to pull flak jackets over their fucking pot bellies and like go storm government buildings. <sighs> a couple years ago was a better time. So I've got twenty of them here. And I know that you're a resident like expert on shitty television, Absolutely. and also that you dabble in the toy trade. That's a true. Bit. You make some money, uh, fucking in that racket. You so really make see, me sound cool, Nate. I want to go through this list, and I want to see what you can tell me about each one of these Ninja Turtles ripoffs, if you recall them at all. Oh, game on! Number twenty. All right. The Samurai Pizza Cats. Samurai Pizza Cats. Mm-hmm. I don't think they had a cartoon. I think that was just a shitty toy line that came out. Okay. Uh, ooh, this is this is out of your wheelhouse here. I'm I'm gonna allow you not to know. It's apparently an English adaptation of a Japanese anime. Oh, so this is some legit Japanese shit. Okay. We don't watch that perverted crap right here. Yeah. Number nineteen here though. This is one I did not remember, and I've got a feeling you might have more of a okay. memory of it. Uh, Do I get is, bonus points if I know the theme song? This is Extreme Dinosaurs. Extreme Dinosaurs. Mm-hmm. Oh, boy. Originally known as the Dino Avengers, apparently later it was renamed to Extreme Dinosaurs. Oh, there was a line of dinosaurs where it was like humans controlled the dinosaurs and they had like robot parts to them. And they oh, that's like Dino Riders. That's Dino Riders, yeah. Very well. Oh, These extreme ones seem dinosaurs. to be anthropomorphic dinosaurs. This seems late 90s. Talk. Yeah, it appears to be... Uh, Kind of later, if I had to guess from the art style. We got uh, a Mattel toy line, apparently. Okay. Weaponized mutated dinosaurs. Okay. T-Bone, Stegs, Bullseye, Spike, and Hard Rock. Oh, they were a Street Sharks spinoff, apparently. Well, well. I, I dropped the name of the Street Sharks, because I know you'll, you'll know well, something about yeah, it. Number 18, Jossum. which I think this is a little ridiculous to be all the way down here at 18, Battletoads. Oh, Battletoads, baby. As you know, more of a video game, yeah, obviously. Uh-huh. But I think they video did have franchise. a couple of cartoon iterations. If Can I'm you not remember mistaken. the names of any of the Battletoads? Oh, there was Zit, <laughs> uh, <laughs> Snot, 
No, no, no there's like, zit. Uh, you, you got the theme though. Well, like yeah. a like a zit. What uh, pimple? No, pimples another Is one. It? <laughs> zit pimple and oh man, there's a third one. He's got to be like uh, wart. Okay, rash. Rash. I'm gonna give you, gonna give you uh, a lot of points for this thank one. You. You, you came up with two of the names. Yeah. Also, double dragon. Uh-huh. And, or Double Dragon versus Battletoads or and oh, Battletoads, whatever oh, it was called. Sounds good. One of the most difficult games in the world, but one of the best games oh, ever. Wow. Bit of a challenge. Number 17. Yeah. The Biker Mice from Mars. Biker Mice from Mars. Vinny, Throttle, and Motto. They were from Chicago. Oh. Yeah. Wow, that's a lot. They had to take on the evil Lindenberg, Charles Lindenberg or something, <laughs> it's I think. man from history. That'd be weird if uh, that was the case, but or Lindenberg. Okay, give you a lot of stuff. Um, Number 16. Oh, is, also, uh, Ian Ziering did the voice of Vinny. Whoa. That's, You're welcome. That's a big get. Yeah. Number 16, one I uh, remembered when I saw it, but uh, I couldn't name it right off. Uh, the Wild West Cowboys of, of Moo Mesa. Mesa. Yeah, oh, right. yeah. They had a great little arcade game. I think that was a Konami. Oh, wow. That was a really, really good, good cabinet mm-hmm. game. That's an underrated one that uh, I don't think people ever gave enough credit to. It was the Western so, version yeah, of uh, I don't think. Uh, apparently, Ninja it Turtles. says here that they were uh, able to appear on a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles episode, Home Invasion. So oh. they did a little bit of a crossover there. I'll give it a whirl. Number 15, I don't think you're going to know. Uh, apparently, this didn't hit American shores, but it was very popular internationally. Okay. These are the Avenger Penguins. Avenger Penguins. Yeah. Oh, I think. Uh, Disney brought that over for oh, a little okay. bit, or like Disney Junior. They uh, kept the streets safe from the likes of Caracatus P. Doom. It looks mm. pretty cartoony and dumb. Yeah. I could see maybe yeah. Disney being into it, not into this. Number 14, I did not remember All this. Right. Do you remember the Stone Protectors? Stone Protectors. Oh, yeah, because they had some gimmick to their figures. No, I don't know they if it was did a indeed. Hologram, pretty big. Was it a hologram, they like they or they turned into rocks on their chests that could like have a hologram in their yeah, chests? Yeah, I think that was what it was. But I'm just taking that off a drawing. Uh, what they are mostly though is they are troll dolls, like tricked oh, out with like weapons and stuff. Oh yeah. Apparently, this was a thinly veiled attempt to market troll dolls at boys during that period where girls were super into troll dolls. Yeah. Yeah, that, they, they had a cartoon, too. Number 13, this looks like it's, like, 2000s-era CG shit. I don't think either. So, you know, the Punk Frogs? No, but that sounds really yeah. cool. Yeah. Uh, they were apparently in a shared universe with the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Uh, okay. Didn't leave as much of a lasting impression, blah, blah, blah. Punk Frogs. They dressed like the Beach Boys, apparently, and they were called the Punk Frogs? That doesn't make any sense. There was a group of frogs on... Uh, Ninja Turtles, but yeah. I, don't I, don't know. Know. I don't know about that. Number 12, uh, I remember this existing. Don't think I ever saw any of it. The Mighty Ducks. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Brad Garrett mm. did the voice for That's, one of them. Uh, I'm the brother from Rayman. What a daytime Emmy, apparently, for outstanding sound editing. Yeah, it's the sound in it. I mean, you can hear those pucks, man. Taking care of the uh, Teenage Ninja Turtles, like... Uh, Popularity as well as the Mighty Ducks TV show. Right. Or movie, movie popularity. Franchise. By and creating a weird animated. That's smart. Number 11. Uh, this looks like something I should remember, but don't. Bucky O'Hare and the Toad Bucky, Wars. Captain Bucky O'Hare. He goes where no ordinary rabbit would name. dare. If you're wow. looking for adventure, well, this is it. With Bruiser Dead Eye Blinky and Willie DeWitt. I said Bucky. Very impressive. Bucky O'Hare is 
badass and it gets extra credit. 13 episodes it lasted. Doesn't matter. You know matter. the whole song and it only lasted 13 episodes? It was a comic book originally. It was an awesome video yeah, game. Yeah. They were great figures. Uh, I do believe the story was invented by, uh, what's his name, Larry Hanna, the guy that did all the G.I. Mm. Joe character cards. Neil Adams was a writer here. Uh-huh. Christy Marks, Doug Mensch, those are all names I recognize. I don't see Neil Hanna anywhere. No, Larry, it's like, Larry, I think it's Larry oh, Hanna. Oh, Neil Adams, sorry, he, Larry Hanna, yeah. he was, he came, he wrote, he created the characters, the, right, I think good. it was a Marvel comic in like the late 70s. Wow, this is a lot of info here. Yeah. Number 10, I remember the name only, don't think I ever saw any of it. Mummies Alive. Mummies Alive. Yeah, that's late nineties. Uh, whew, I think that's a little after like Mighty Max, but yeah, I was a little old for that one. I'm aware okay, of it. Okay, they're conceding on this list that the show is probably more of a gargoyles ripoff than a oh, show. So okay. I don't even think this should be on the yeah. list. I'm calling bullshit here yeah, we're gonna now that I look at it, it. more. Uh, number nine looks like stupid modern something. Super monkey, a robot monkey team, Hyper Force Go. Yeah, that was gotta be. That's like a Cartoon Network or Nickelodeon. One. This number eight, I do not remember at uh-huh. all, and it looks badass. And it's my by far my favorite one on the entire list. Uh, the Cybors. Cybors. And they're, they're robot pigs? Yeah, they are robot pigs. Oh, I don't remember Pig-like humanoids who come from another planet. Cyborgs is a great name. That is pretty cool. They look pretty tough. They got tusks. They got like some chains on them. Always uh, good. Comic book series by Ken and Kirk Smith, apparently, it huh? uh, started off as. Huh. Uh, number seven, I don't remember this one, but this seems very derivative. The SWAT cats? SWAT cats. There was two of them. Uh, man, like a skinny little guy and then a big strong one. I can't remember their names. Uh, are you thinking of T-Bone and Razor? T-Bone and Razor. (laughs) Dave-O. Huge SWAT cats guy. Says here that it struck a fine balance between Airwolf and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yeah, it wasn't too bad. This one, never heard of. Doesn't even sound real to me. Sounds like they made it up for the list. The Kung Fu Dino Posse. That's two on the nose. That's That can't be real. Uh, how do I join? <laughs> right, yeah. That's the question. Oh, last released in 2010. That's oh. How could it even count if it's that late? Disqualified. <laughs> Number five is pretty sweet. The Snailians. Oh, that's news to me, friend. You sure that's not British? I mean, look at the if you look at the quality of the figure here in this picture. It oh, looks like it's probably probably. If my British. parents gave me those, I'd <laughs> yeah. be pissed. No, dude, I would, that is not a Christmas present right here. Snailians is failed to build on its initial hype. I don't know. Apparently, they came out of the gate strong. Oh yeah, absolutely. Released in '92 to decent fanfare, but then. Number four, the uh, Dino Saucers. Dino Saucers? This mm-hmm. is getting deep now. Right, yeah. They got a pick of them, too? Uh, this looks, I don't know. It looks pretty involved, the art style on this one. Yeah, it really a lot does. Of little details. Uh. Can't even really tell you. Ran for 65 episodes. Bullshit. Never, never fucking heard of the Dino Saucers. Number three, another one, never fucking heard of, the Road Rovers. The Road Rovers. Yeah, that's a new one to me. Yeah. This is Heroic weird. Dogs. Oh. Okay. Fucking known as superpowered dogs, known as Kano Sapiens. That's pretty cool. That sounds kind of erotic. Yeah. This might have got some people into furry shit. Yeah, that makes sense now. Uh, Number two, this doesn't count. This is 
retarded. You can't. The Toxic Crusaders? That's not a team. I knew Ninja it was going to show ripoff. up on the list. I knew it. That's not a Ninja Turtles ripoff. Uh, the figures were made by Playmates, the same people that made the Turtles. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, maybe that's the connection they're trying to do here. But yeah, that's fucking some yeah. Lloyd Kaufman shit here. That's it's not a... Okay, number one, of cartoon, course, though. number one. Every Everyone remembers these guys. They're icons, they're legends. The Street Sharks. Yeah, totally jawsome. Would you say that they're the most successful uh, oh. spinoff of the Ninja Turtles? Spinoff, a ripoff of the Ninja Turtles? Man, out of all the ones we went through, I guess remember so. Battletoads were the most iconic in my mind. But like Battletoads was a video game. That was its true. own thing. Like Whereas Street Sharks was a straight up, hey, that's the you same, know how Ninja Turtles are popular? Economic model Let's get Ninja some Turtles. money, bro. Let's get some money. All right. Well, that was a fun little diversion here. It but was. Let's I probably get into our rundown here. Yeah, speaking uh, of money. The, the, the movie we're watching, because we did watch a movie this, this week. Hell yeah. We're still in our New Year's Ninja movie party, so we're watching Ninja fucking movies. We're watching... Of course, in Ninja Turtles movie, You're, there's, that's not a spoiler. It's in the episode description. We've been yeah. talking about Ninja Turtles this whole time. Yeah. Uh, the rundown this week, I guess, is going to be brought to us by uh, Ninja Turtles 2, Turtles in Time, which mm. was my favorite Ninja Turtles video game yeah. up until I stopped playing video games. I think Turtles in Time is technically three or four. Mm, okay. But yeah, Turtles in Time. It's the greatest. I put it up there with any Battletoads, against any fucking Battletoads, I'll tell you that much. Not only that, Turtles in Time, mm-hmm. possibly the best side-scrolling beat-em-up. I'll, I'll, I'll sign off on that, too. Yeah. So from what I remember, I never had more fun playing any other one. I mean, you, it's right there with a final fight or a bad dude's. The uh, rundown is of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles live-action film from 1990. This is a film with a runtime of 93 minutes. Let's do walls! Nothing more beautiful than that. Come 93 down. minutes. I'm just going to sing excerpts, excerpts from the motion picture soundtrack while you just give the rundown. Budget of this film, a, a mere $13.5 million, which I feel like they really, <sighs> that's they called, really stretched. They made that last. That's called getting it done on nothing. looks great for $13.5 million. Gross, $202 million. Gigantic that success. they know of. I saw some half-assed uh, trivia thing that said this was the most successful independent film of all time until, uh, until the, Blair, the Witch. Blair Witch Project. Yeah. But I was like, does that? Is that what's the? What is it? Weren't like the Star Wars sequels famously independent movies because George Lucas took it all like in house or whatever? Well, you know, you know those things. But who's to say? I don't know. Yeah. What's, I'm, I'm not an expert in the business side of these things. It's just like how. You know, Offspring Smash was the greatest independent selling album of all time until that yeah, fucking and greatest art- Creed artistically as well until Creed came along. And also, artistically usurped them yeah. as the greatest yeah. technical. When you with me, director of this film is a man named Steve Barron. Oh, Sasha Cohen, He's a big video music video director in the 1980s. Did fucking. Every big act, Duran Duran, Ooh. fucking all of them. Is he the one you can name? He did is he the one that almost killed Simon LeBon and the Wild Boys? He might have. There's, video set. There's a lot of stories out there. Wild boys, Went on boys. after making 
sort of a auspicious debut here uh a couple years later make the coneheads movie which i haven't seen in a long time but what's got fond memories of that one you ever uh consume mass quantities i consume mass quantities every week on my cheat day i got i got like a cheat day i do man i just go hog i'll go fucking hog on my cheat day rocks that i could stars of this film number one i got here i've got Judith Hogue is playing Ooh, April O'Neil, a fresh-faced young uh, TV yeah. reporter. She was uh, the character Molly in the Robin Williams vehicle Cadillac Man. If you remember that one, everybody loves she Cadillac did, Man. She did a lot of TV work I've never really uh, paid attention to. Not really a big get as far as star power, but you know she well, she got the like job done where it counted. Your opinion, man. Uh, you want to talk about ramping things up for star power here? We've got Elias Coteus in this film as Whoa. Casey Jones. Hell yeah! An unhinged sporting goods themed vigilante. Uh, Getting shit done. Yeah, I'm talking about what a big fucking actor he is because he everybody remembers him as Hank in the movie Simone. Oh. Simone. S one M zero N E Simone. It's me, Al Pacino. A gigantic. You know what my favorite movie I've ever done is? Simone. Getting into the team of turtles here, I'm going to talk about the people who voice acted them. I'm not going to get into the weeds with like the stunt guys who are under the costume. We all know Ernie Reyes Jr. was a turtle. We know. Brian Tochi was Leonardo, who is the leader of the Ninja Turtles. Uh, he was He's the leader of the group transformed by the normal Takashi, the, the Asian nerd in Revenge of the Nerds, yeah. as well as Cadet Nogata in Police Academy 3 back in training. So that's gigantic comedy credentials right there. Those are two huge comedies of my childhood that uh, this guy fucking starred in. Right here is where uh, I want you to put in the uh, he and Booger playing cards. The what the fuck is a fresh? Okay. I'll Thank you. Get that right Thank in there. You. Who's there? Guys. What do you want? Is this the Stewart residence? Why are you here? Uh, I've come about the what room. What do you want? I've come about the room. Go ahead, go away. I, I, do you have a room to rent? Not for rent. I thought it was for rent. Fuck off. Uh, Josh pays in this film, not only as the voice of, but also the only other one who did stunt work as Raphael. That's right. Raphael, who is the moody jerk of the Ninja Turtles. Mm. He was, uh, he played secretary number 18 on an episode of Murphy Brown. So, it's huh. a pretty big mm. thing there. Uh, mm. Corey Feldman, Ooh. star of the film. Big time the star of the film. Feldman? He's uh, playing Donatello, the uh, brainy member of the Ninja Turtles here. He, of course, was Ricky Butler in The Burbs. Oh, Ricky Butler says. He's famously not in the second one and replaced by who? Uh, I don't know that guy's name. Corey Haim. Corey Haim was not in Turtles 2, yeah, was he? He did the voice that of Donatello like in the second one. That That's sounds a true story. like some bullshit that you're trying to pull out of your ass. This is, is real life. Pretty sure he was in... Uh, License to Drive? No, Rehab, I was going to say. Oh. Rehab in that that movie was oh. filming. Robbie Rist is our fourth Ninja Turtle, Michelangelo, the party animal no. of the group. No. He Ooh. played the character of Milo in Iron Eagle, which was a pretty big movie for my childhood. Ooh, one, two, or three. The original, that oh, original okay. Iron Eagle right, right there. Uh, I, I know you're a three-man, though. Rounding out the cast here, uh, we got to talk about Kevin Clash, who did Ooh. the puppet work and the voice of Splinter, he the did, rat sensei of the Ninja Turtles. He's famous for uh, diddling them young boys down on Sesame yeah, Street. I don't. he was the voice of Elmo, and I think I remember he might have touched some kids or something. <laughs> I think he might have been canceled at some point. I don't remember if that was all. 
hashed out to be true or just accusation. Yeah, I think he's still doing the Elmo voice. So couldn't have been too bad. He couldn't have touched those kids it. too much, huh? No. Okay, this is a weird one here. Uh, Tatsu, the uh, second in command, the yeah. uh, underboss of the Foot Clan. Yeah, Master Tatsu. We also got a double fucking casting here. We've got Toshihiro oh. Obata playing. Pray. Just like being the body, the physical actor of Tatsu. Uh-huh. We this is a guy who we saw as Sato in Showdown in Little Tokyo. Mm-hmm. We saw him as one of the Cryocons in Demolition Man. Absolutely. Now we're seeing him here. So this is a baby Owen Blow triple crown right Ooh, here. Ooh, he's one away from uh, the, yeah, the Grand Slam champion. There. What's strange though is we have a man named Michael McConey. Yeah. McConaughey. Yeah. He's he's listed as playing the Matthew's voice father. of Tatsu. Yeah. It was just, which is strange because Tatsu's got like. One or two lines yeah. where he's doing just like a, a an Asian man speaking Play. broken English. So could Toshihiro Obata not pull off just like two lines that sound like an Asian man speaking broken English? Did they actually bring in a white guy to yeah, do they got McConaughey's Asian dad. voice to dub over an Asian man? <laughs> That's insane. Idea. How how did you like me to make this guy sound? Makes a little more sense here. We also have a double casting for Shredder, the big evil villain and the leader of the Foot Clan here. Mm. Uh, David McCharen is uh, is is he's, he's credited as being the voice of Shredder, mm-hmm. who also around this time uh, was credited as doing additional voices on the movie oh. Ghost Dad. Oh, also quality film. voice over on uh, one of your favorites, Men at Work. Ooh, so here, this, this that's makes a really sense. Good one. Shredder, at least his that's face a is under one. a mask most of the movie. You can see redubbing the uh, the dialogue here. James Sato, though, did Butt the body shot. work of Shredder. He's the Butt guy shot. under the under the hood, hood. and uh, he was credited as the character South Korean on a bunch of episodes of Mash. Yeah, I remember you, his character. Oh, you boring old people out there that love Mash. I'm sure you know exactly what I'm talking about. Hey, Dan Smart, hope you didn't turn off yet. We're talking Mash. Yeah, it was, Setting you up to give him a shout out, that's for sure. <laughs> Tagline of this film Heroes in a Half Shell. Iconic. It's the best one yet, man. <laughs> Pretty iconic tagline there. Everybody knows that. Plot of this film. I love you really get into the weeds here on a plot synopsis on what the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles are, but we're not going to do it here. Official plot synopsis nice. of this one. A quartet of mutated humanoid turtles clash with an uprising criminal gang of ninjas. Done. That's it. That's the plot synopsis here for yeah. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Touch them all, man. That's sure. a home run. Yeah. It's all you need to know. Yeah. Unless you want to know a little bit more, then probably keep on listening to our next uh, segment here on the podcast. Oh, what's do. that? It's called Bullet Points, Matt. Then so we dig into our notes. Pew. We uh, go down all the bullet points you wrote of all the things that Get stood the out to us as we were watching the oh, film. I got a lot of them this week. I got to imagine you do, too. Lots of thoughts about the Ninja Turtles. Let's get into your first bullet point. I'm a Hogue man. What the fuck is... What, you're a Hogue man? I'm a Hogue man. What's, what's the Hogue? I'm a, this a Judith Hogue. Oh, Judith Hogue. Is the She's opening the film for us, bro. What? <laughs> the first shot is just a static shot of the Twin Towers of yeah. 9-11, so I think, oh. we should take a, I think we should take a moment, moment here of silence. To, uh, to remember. Yeah. But then, Okay, but then we go into... Uh, Put the funniest line from that Adam Sandler 9-11 movie when we take the moment of silence, Yeah, I'll all do right? some research yeah. there. And <laughs> my family oh, yeah, died we're, out we're, by myself. Well, then, by. then we get closer into into yeah. New York City here, and um, long brown hair, <laughs> except little Tina, she, she kept the hair short, you know. 
to be different from everybody. I get, yes, we hear Judith Hogue over yeah. at TV. Is that what happens? Yeah, we're getting the little news breakdown. Like, oh, New York's a shitty place to live. There's mm-hmm. so much crime. There's like a new evil crime That's thing. That's right. Oh, my God, there's so much crime. Great density of information here because we're hearing her give it to us on the TV. And they, they show While TV. we're still like seeing people reading magazines and newspapers that also have headlines that are like telling us about the crime. Oh, so much While crime While we're also in the here. background seeing a gang of pickpocket kids stealing from people and like passing off wallets. So we're seeing how this new crime wave is operating they all within cool. like 90 seconds. We've got like everything we need to know about bow, this. Bow, what's bow, happening bow. here. We love this. We love this movie. We can get all this set up out of the way really quick. Uh, These thieves are very stealthy. Seems ninja adjacent to me is what I'm going to say at the beginning. We've been watching a lot of ninja movies. What they're doing here seems at least ninja adjacent. Uh, I don't know ninja Jason myself, but like if he's probably as good of a ninja as these guys. Yeah. Another one of the things that uh, stood out to me is a thing is just like how fake New York, New York looks in this movie. It's like Hollywood studio yeah. backlot, New York. Oh, forget just, about yeah, it. The rats. I love it. We're just like so much crime. There's a taxi cab. Oh, there's rats everywhere. Pizza pie. Oh, newsstand on the corner. Oh. Just like in New York City. If I ever Over here with went it. to New York City and it didn't look exactly like this, I would just be fucking devastated. I fucking. Just completely devastated. Like, I hate whatever year that was when they were like, mm, New York kind of cleaned up. Like, we can't, oh, that we was, can't make New York look that like that anymore. That was fucking Giuliani's fault. Yeah. Luckily, yeah. recently, he's redeemed himself as much as all that bullshit. As much as I love them, I would have to blame the Olsen twins for their hit film, New York Minute. Yeah, if you got then, the Olsen twins coming yeah. into town, you got to clean it up. They were like, here's this film about this beautiful, quaint little city yeah. called New York. It's like when the Olympics were coming to South Korea and they made all the restaurants take all the dog dishes off yeah. their menus. Right. That's pretty which is, similar. Which is bullshit. Like, if you're going to hang your hat, like, right. hey, you know what our country kicks dick at? Cooking up a Cooking mean up a dog. dog. You probably don't have any dog recipes in your repertoire. Yeah. When in Rome, idiots. Fucking losers. Uh, at the end of this, we get like, yeah. just like a, we're not quite introducing it yet, but we, a couple kids like slink away from the city and go yeah. to the Foot Clan headquarters, like under the dark of night. And you get that beautiful, beautiful wow. cityscape in the cityscape, background. Cityscape, a little industrial. Oh, I fucking, love that shot. And some sweet like heavy metal guitar licks. There's some bad stuff happening here. Speaking of bad stuff happening, yeah. that's bullet point. April's leaving work, and that doesn't go well for her. Oh, no. Channel 3 News, she's the lead anchor she is, on the yeah. evening news from what I can tell. But apparently their studio's set like in the fucking ghetto, <laughs> and they don't even have a security guard to walk this chick out to like the dark, seedy alleyway where her car's parked. This is... Seems a little irresponsible to me. Real quick, this is a very important time in New York City history, because this is when uh, they closed all the... Uh, the sex houses, like the oh, sex no. dungeons. The burlesques? Yeah, well, they used to have like a lot of the weird... The burlesques like, and bordellos? They had a lot of like... Oh, we're talking bath houses. Underground and S&M like, clubs and no, There were so many places you could like just go to Get bang people stomped. in New York. Mm. No, it was like just weird, consensual, having a good time places. And then in like the late 70s, they were like, mm, you're not allowed to have those. And then that's when what all the, the perverts fuck, got pushed into the streets. And that's when it got weird, man. Mm. And that's what you're looking at right here. That's what you're looking at right here, because she's not out two steps out that door, yeah. and there's some fucking street toughs yeah. hassling her. Right. 
enter the Ninja Turtles, I guess, here? Uh, to an extent, and see, I like it. I yeah, like it. I like it. They're in the sh- These are Ninja Turtles, not just normal turtles. So we see a sigh yeah. fly through the air, bust out the only streetlight that's still operational around here, and then we're in the dark. We hear a lot of Three Stooges-esque noises, yeah. uh, like people fighting in the dark. We need to point out that one of those street toughs is a young Sam Rockwell. Oh, is Sam Rockwell already in this scene? Yep. I didn't clock. Oh him. yeah, he's he immediately show up until the uh, warehouse um, scene later. Oh man, what's his face from Scream? He's in a couple of scenes too. Uh, Skeet Ulrich. I was just say, are we talking yeah. about low rent Johnny Depp or no? Yeah, yeah. Skeet, Skeet Ulrich and Sammy Rockwell think, uh, are our two famous foot clan members double dragon star scott wolf is uh in here one of these early scenes is a foot clan street tub as well nice if you look you look closely you could spot a lot of big actors going on here yeah but yeah we're getting the the jaws delayed approach to showing the turtles which i love stuff happens in the dark uh and afterwards all the bad guys are tied up april o'neill finds raf's sigh and puts it in her purse and kind of steals it damn could have been important like uh evidence that maybe you should have left for the cops or at least like Damn. seen if you get dusted for prints or something april o'neill i know no. you're a journalist here but yeah, she's gonna take that home and diddle you're herself here to report the news not make the news lady she got insanely turned on by what happened well, she was the going handle home end of it not the pointy end that could be very dangerous mm, i guess you don't like living so I was wondering, like, how long are we going to draw out this, like, Jaws approach to only showing, like, a hand here or, like, maybe, like, the top of a head here? Not long, because... Good jump, news. Jump cut to the title card. <laughs> the iconic <laughs> turtles. Uh, <laughs> and then they're just, like, <laughs> splashing through the sewers, going yeah. back to their house. Bossa Nova. <laughs> Saying cool shit. Hell yeah. Fucking a lot of this movie. You see them in all their glory. They're, you get the excellent title card that's the exact same logo as the Ninja Turtles cartoon. And right now I'm just remembering back to what a better job this did of putting the cartoon that you loved on the big screen. Yeah. And that fucking horrible He-Man movie that changed everything about Masters the goddamn the cartoon. Yeah. I mean, watching it aside from He-Man these days, it's kind of a fun, cheesy, dumb, low-budget right. adventure movie. But at the time, it was just like... I don't recognize anything you're putting on the screen. Yeah. Nothing here has anything to do with He-Man. When you see these Ninja Turtles created by the fucking Jim Henson gang and fucking all those people, yeah, which is basically like tiny Asian men in suits Pretty with much. thin like 100-pound robotic helmets on top of their heads, right. probably. Yeah. It looks fucking amazing, and it looks just like you'd imagine cartoon Ninja Turtles if they'd come alive like... This shit's fucking awesome. It looks better than the fucking Michael Bay Ninja Turtles they made fucking five years ago, dude. And that was the sort of just like live actiony looking, but it was all cartoon, right? Sort of CGI yeah. with live action. Okay. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah, that was like live action mixed. Yeah, with it. Was, I didn't even remember that. What's that? What's that? That greaser, uh, Megan Fox. Okay, yes. Old toe thumbs. I've got one vague memory of when I went to see that movie, and it was just that I was sitting behind a just clearly divorced dad and his little son, just giving me flashbacks to just my entire childhood of every Saturday going to see Ninja Turtles in 1990 and every other movie ever with my divorced dad on a Saturday at a theater, and the little kid just didn't know what Ninja Turtles was. 
and was <sighs> bored by this boring, boring movie oh. and kept asking his dad if they could leave. And he was giving them like the dad, like, we prayed for this. We're watching, we're watching it. it. <laughs> I was just like, you're right, kid. This movie fucking blows. The judge said you're mine. <laughs> That's right. I got you until 4 p.m. <laughs> Your bitch moms. <laughs> you want to go to Denny's after this or not? So when we get to their lair, we meet Splinter, who once again is just appropriately a gigantic, freaky-looking, filthy-looking rat fucking creature. Yeah. They really went sure all out, is. just making him look like a gross yeah. rat that grew into a giant fucking fucked up rat. Everyone, I'm a giant rat. And we get into establishing right away. Raphael is the whiny bitch of the team here. He's going to be whining about no, shit the entire time. No, he's not whiny. He's like, I lost one of my sides. I lost the sides. Splinter's like, oh, Raphael, it's gone. It is gone. Let it go, my man. It's not a big deal. I can get it back. I can get it back. Yeah, he just, he's not, nobody it's else gone. gives a fuck. And he's freaking the fuck out about Damn! it. Damn! Yeah. Fucking Raph, like, take, he's the, the, coolest. take the side out of your ass, man. No, he's the coolest, he's, man. The rest of your friends are party dudes. Oh, he's you're just, fired up. You're peeing all over the party. Oh. Fucking, every scene, you're peeing all over the party. He's ready to fuck dudes up. This guy's the man. Uh, Splinter lets us know here that the Ninja Turtles are reaching the peak of their ninja powers, which I thought was good to know. Uh, but he says they have one more lesson to learn. I'm like, I wonder what that could be. Yeah, right. He's like, let's just meditate, Ninja Turtles. And then they're dancing to the song Tequila. Hell yeah. So I'm like, I know what lesson they have to learn. Not Literally. to be teenage party dudes, probably. Right. But that's kind of what makes yeah, them cool. Peak ninja skills my ass. They think meditating is dancing to the song Tequila. Uh, but again... The costumes look awesome. It's just a showcase of just like, look what we fucking created. Is this just like the peak of weird practical effects, Henson-esque creatures? Does it... Because it just pretty much goes away after this. Henson... Nobody's even well, fucking Henson with the technology dies anymore. after this. Yeah, Henson died a couple, like, weeks after, after this. After this thing came yeah, out so. or something. This, this was, might be the best that, like, these animatronic sort of half-costume, yeah. half-robot fucking things ever looked on screen. They don't look as good in the sequels. They don't look bad. They still do a they good look job. bad in that third one. Oh, Faces well. are just like four times more cartoony that, and weird moving. That third one's just... And I remember the second one is looking pretty on par. If not, like it's just they reused all the same shit. Nate, what? do you know what Maria's favorite one is? Don't fucking hit me with it's fucking Maria's favorite being the third Ninja Turtle. You know movie. it's the third one. <laughs> as a fucking 12-year-old, I knew that one sucked dick. How yeah. is anybody falling for yeah. Yeah, I try to tell her that too. It's like, well, no, no. She likes it. She likes Yoshi. The taste on that woman. If you say Yoshi, she doesn't think about Mario's dinosaurs. Dinosaurs you eat eggs. She thinks about the little weird kid from fucking That's Ninja Turtles up. three. That's fucked up. But the tone here is all great. It fucking nails it, man. Like, mm, let's be honest. Yeah. It just fucking crushes Perfect, it. Perfect, like, mix between, like, the abject weirdness of the cartoon. Right. You couldn't get all that on the screen and, like, a bit of that, like, gritty, like, Daredevil comic fucking, like, parody shit of the comic book. It's, like, Right that perfect toe in the line in between. And that we razor's should, edge. And we should say this is, what, six months after Batman? Keaton's Batman came oh, out? Oh, yeah, yeah. Got to be pretty close. Batman 89, Ninja Turtles 90. I want to say it was like a six-month different. So it, it's cool because, like... I think 87, the cartoon debuted. So this is like a good three years of just, like, yeah. hype building for Ninja Turtles happening. I, right. And, I mean... Th- 
the hype train was huge, huge. the minute it dropped. It's insane because apparently, like every studio ever passed on this thing until like yeah. New Line just threw some yeah. fucking Freddy money at it. Because everybody was afraid of fucking what your boys at Canon did yeah. to uh, Masters, Masters of the Universe. Yes, so, but it's like fucking talk to your kids, you fucking old idiots. This is the biggest fucking money machine on the planet right now. Look. Bob Hoskins talked to his kid, and that's how he ended up doing Super Mario and drinking every day. Which is a great fucking film, and me and Bob Hoskins will always just agree to disagree on that. Yeah, we need to just do uh, do a month of just the bad video game movies. Oh, I have uh, a loose bad video game movies month put together already. That's 2022, that's looking like it's going to be on our schedule. I mean, we got to figure out a a reason to watch JCVD and Street Fighter, you know? Oh, yeah, that's that's on there for sure. Christopher Lambert's Mortal Kombat. Oh, there's so many options. My next uh, bullet point. Mm Mm-hmm. Pizza dude's got thirty seconds. This might be my favorite scene in any movie. I, I'm pretty sure I could give you Waiting like for every line from this See, movie. I've got verbatim. a lot of problems with this scene. I was ranting and raving with our friend Molly last night on text. You're while I was so watching. wrong. So I don't know what you have to do say. It. I want to hear everything you love. So about wrong. This. It's just fucking perfect. You, you already established the turtles, and now you're just like, let's do a little character work. Open up Donatello. Mm-hmm. He's just skating, just fucking skateboarding, just shredding through a little half pipe, looking badass, and you're like, they love to skateboard. This is great. Mm-hmm. And he shows up, and Mike's sitting there. Nice night. Yep, yep, mm-hmm. Pizza dude's got 30 seconds. <laughs> so fucking good. Like You're like, wait, what? We What's going on when here? He's ordering it. That we're, we're under the old 1980s 30 minutes or less rule that Domino's right. did. Where you, if they're not there in 30 minutes, which is insane. Like, Wise man says, forgiveness is divine, <laughs> but never pay full price for late pizza. If your pizza place gets busy, you can't get the orders out delivery in 30 minutes unless you got like a two block radius. Oh, it's so you're nuts. coming at me as a pizza guy here. Well, that's the problem. No, not, that's not my problems <laughs> with this scene. That's my problems with Domino's fucking... Uh, <laughs> What they were doing in the 1980s. Why did you try to condition America to this? Why did they think they could pull that off? It was not a thing they were ever going to be able to pull off. Oh, yeah. But I do have some some inside pizza uh, industry complaints about this, but that's not one of them. That's okay, one. all right. I want to hear your complaints. My first here. one is uh, just that it's really, really distracting wrong. that Donatello is just Corey Feldman. Because <laughs> Corey Feldman has such a distinct fucking voice. Yeah. And he's been in so many yeah. movies that you've seen all throughout the 80s like you just can't separate like that's not donatello the ninja turtle talking that's Corey feldman talking yeah like it's so like he's not doing a different voice at all or anything it's just Corey felt let's springboard here let's springboard here because you you brought up a good point and and we need to acknowledge the fact that a lot of people our age mm-hmm. that saw this were there because they loved the fucking Ninja Turtles cartoon. Loved the and fuck out of that cartoon. Didn't really know the comic books yet. Yeah, that's or true. ever. Yeah. I wasn't a comic book nerd right. in 1990. And uh, the big thing was they... Uh, Happened a couple years later when people started getting girlfriends and I was like, oh God, I gotta, uh, I gotta, I gotta figure something, something out. Do. Jeez. <laughs> what? The crawl? What's this? <laughs> so... Either way, they changed some of the characters here. Like in the in the in the cartoon, it was Leonardo was the hero or the leader. Donatello oh, was the smart guy. We're getting into Michelangelo's the party dude, now, and Raphael's right? the I wasn't, smart. I wasn't ready to get into this yet, guy. but let's get into it. Let's but, get into it. But it's the truth though, because right here, like mm. Donatello is never anything but 
Corey Feldman. Yeah. He's never the smart guy. Nope. He's never the inventive nope. guy. Everybody else gets a, a, a personality, what, even if it's different he's from... He's second Michelangelo in this one. It's just him and Michelangelo like doing Michelangelo things together but, with the voice of Corey Feldman. But I also like it because they do the best of conveying the brotherly relationship, which this movie yeah. does really well. And this one focuses so much on the Raphael-Leonardo contentious relationship that they kind of just have to sit back and comment on it. Yeah. But but they get plenty plenty of opportunity to mix in a little bit of Donatello's the smart one. He does machines. They yeah. could have him doing a machine at some point in here, and they just yeah. specifically avoid it every point. And it just feels like Donatello's character just erased out of this movie. Just, and, just yeah, fucking that's, erased. That's what I'm driving at. Like it, it, his his biggest personality trait is he's Corey Feldman. My pizza-related uh, problems with this yeah. is uh, Michelangelo is just chomping at the bit, waiting for this this pizza guy to be late. So he one twenty-two, one and eight. He could get that three-dollar fucking discount. You're standing on it, dude. Fucking hands this guy a ten-dollar bill when he shows up. He's like, "Come on, it's 13. And he was like, "You know the rules, man." Yeah. No fucking tip, Michelangelo. Ah, uh, okay. You're All a right. fucking. You're he was prepared right. to not tip him You're a fucking absolutely dollar. right. And, like, he didn't have an extra $3 in his hand either in case, like, he wasn't late. He's just like, I'm fucking this guy. He's not going to know to put it in a sewer grate, so he's going to be late looking yeah. around, and then I'm not going to fucking tip him. He's supposed to be the hero of this movie. Michelangelo's a fucking asshole. Hold on now. Now I'm coming back at you. You ready for this? Oh, okay. What is Michelangelo, sir? A fucking party dude. Not necessarily an asshole, though. He's a Ninja Turtle, too, mm -hmm. right? I guess he's got to fucking get, get get some weed money somewhere. He's well, got to fucking what, hoard some of that pizza money. What would you say is the uh, major staple of their diet? 100% it's pizza, for sure. And this company that I th I'm, delivered I'm, the pizza, sir. I'm actually... I'm, I'm pretty certain it's 100% of their diet. Okay. Canonically, throughout the cartoons, the comic books, the movies, it's have we ever pizza. once no. seen them yeah. take a bite of anything other than a pizza? Maybe for comedic value. Okay. Yeah. So this company that delivered the pizza, their name, sir? Domino's. Oh, one of the biggest the, chains around, the huh? The king, I would say, of 1980s pizza delivery. Would you say for a guy that eats pizza a lot, do you mm. think this is the first time he's ordered Domino's? No, he's this, he's been around the block. So don't you stack empty boxes going on? Don't you here. think his complaint of I had troubles finding it? Where's the little thin by now? Uh huh. Yeah, I'm gonna say maybe, probably. Maybe Michelangelo is a frustrated customer. That could be. He orders weekly. Mm -hmm. Maybe twice a week. Figure it out, man. You show up. There's the sewer grate. Yeah. And then you get to my next complaint where he turns the pizza, pizza completely sideways. vertical. Yeah, that's fair. To put it. It's <laughs> just 90 degrees. None of the toppings are sliding all the way to one side of the yeah. pizza when he fucking completely verticals yeah. it down this fucking sewer grate. And gives it a tug. I'm calling bullshit, all Teenage right. Mutant Ninja Turtles from 1990. I've got no defense on that one. <laughs> you beat me there. So, yeah, a couple problems I had. All just, right, just okay. in that scene all right, right there. But. Now the other biggest scene in the movie. Mm. Raph's going to the movies. Yeah. This is my next fucking bullet. After right a movie. That okay with you? So Raph leaves uh, the middle of the night. <laughs> this is another nit you could pick here. Uh, we're establishing in this scene that the Ninja Turtles, these six-foot-tall uh, anthropomorphic turtles. Well, they're like three or four feet tall in the comic. Sure, yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, I guess that's probably true. Here, though, no, they're the size of... Uh, yeah, maybe they're... not six feet. I think they're the size of ripped-to-shit tiny Asian men, so we'll say more like 5'2". Yeah, yeah. 
All he's got to do is put on an old-timey uh, film noir uh, trench coat and fedora. Everybody thought he was Tom Hardy. Over his nude body. Yeah. <laughs> and he just blends in as a human man. They all thought he was Tom he's Hardy. He's buying movie tickets. He's walking down busy sidewalks in Manhattan. Is that the guy from the newest Mad Max? It's fucking insane that he's blended in as a human being in fucking downtown Manhattan. With no shoes over <laughs> his turtle feet. Once again, just a trench coat over his nude body. <laughs> I just love that he's got green turtle feet That's exposed right. at all he times. does indeed. Oh. Uh, he comes out of the movie, which is Critters, yeah. which he takes a shot at, I think. like something. Who like comes that. up with the stuff? <laughs> there you go. And enter Casey Jones here. Oh, he comes fuck yeah. Some fucking street thugs pulling right. some shit. He like takes their weapons or something and throws them into the park. And yeah. Like, hey, get out of here, you punks. Yeah, that's right. But then Casey Jones comes out of the shadows, starts beating the living shit out of these Just kids. beating the hell out of them. Which is fucking cool as hell. What the hell was that? I don't know. Well, that was a crime, you purse scrubbing pukes. And this is uh, the penalty. <laughs> Two minutes for slashing, two minutes for hooking, and let's not forget my personal favorite, two minutes for a high stick. What's what's our line? Uh, oh, fuck. I'm, I'm going to find it. You talk. Whose line? We talk, okay. Casey's. Okay, so Raph shows up and he's kind of like, hey, hey, it's just some fucking punk kids. Back off or whatever. And Casey Jones is like, I'm not going to back off. I'm going to beat the yeah. shit out of these kids. It's what I do. It's kind of my thing. It's the thing he likes. And then he looks at Raphael, who's a five foot two, gigantic naked turtle in a hat and a coat. And he, he asks him, yeah. what are you? Some, Some kind, kind of, of punker? punker? <laughs> Some kind of green punker? What? <laughs> no, uh. he's a giant. Why aren't you screaming in terror? Have you ever been to a punk show in your life, Casey Jones? Do you know how many drugs he's this on is, right here? This is not what somebody who's into punk music looks like. He's so high right First now. Off, they don't dress like detectives in, in thrillers from the 1940s. Second off, their skin isn't green. Third off, they have more than three fingers, I'll tell you that much. They generally right. have the full five fingers. Uh, okay, if you're going out like, oh, I got to go to the park tonight to do uh -huh. vigilante justice, uh -huh. you're, you're not getting high or drunk yeah, beforehand? this guy's fucking huffing something. Oh, absolutely. Probably. At least mixing like bleach and ammonia. Yeah. I don't know. I, they should have probably given him some more like bloodshot, crazy looking eyes, the right. Casey Jones character in this fucking movie. We, we turn to substances just to feel good because we're not at work. Mm. Like, yeah, this guy's... He's doing things, man. That's right. So uh, it ends up we get our, our classic like hero and hero meet and they fight when they meet sequence here where yeah. like, Raph's sort of starting to beat the shit out of Casey Jones a little yeah. bit. And he's like, wait, I'm the toughest man I ever met. Jose Canseco, man? Tell me, you didn't pay for this. Yeah, right. He's got special a pen. lot of quips here, Raphael. Oh, does. they both do. Casey Jones pulls out his fucking cricket bat after his normal standard bat doesn't win. You gotta know what a crumpet is to understand cricket. And what I wrote here is when he's doing, especially his, you gotta understand crumpet to understand cricket, fucking, yeah. he's like jive talking, I feel oh, like. Oh, Like his hands absolutely. working, his neck's working. Raph is all jive, man. I wrote here, wait, wait a second. Talking. Is Raphael the black turtle in this movie? Are we establishing in this scene that Raphael's the black one? Is he like the angry black man? That's why he's screaming everything? Sir, sir, Is, is that sir, what's happening? Okay, yeah. Sir, do you need to watch the Michael Bay Ninja Turtles again? Apparently. Is, is it's he, much more They carry offensive. it over. He's also the Where black guy. The whole movie, one. he's just like, 
Damn! <laughs> I like it. I'd say I, some people might... I know a lot of people didn't like that in the Star Wars movies, those new ones where they were like, why is the little flying guy a space Jew? Yeah. And I was like, no, I like it. This is good. Is me what, though? You know, pay full price for the yeah. things. It's yeah. called satire. Look it up, libs. You got Jesus to pay me the money. So they have their little meat cute there. It doesn't amount to much, but like we've established Kate, who Casey Jones is. We've doesn't amount to much. Ralph Wrath is a loner. Like. It amounts to one of the most iconic scenes in any '90s action film, sir. <laughs> you disagree? I mean, that, I think that's a little strong. A little strong. It's at least top five in terms of two characters meeting up. Two like it's meeting up and I, fighting. I'm putting no, not just fighting. I oh. put I put Casey Jones and Raphael meeting mm-hmm. in the park. I yeah. put it right there with De Niro and Pacino getting coffee and heat. The, the coffee. Oh. I'm telling you, I put it right there. I can see it as a strong number two. Yeah, sure. You think about it. Uh, Raph goes back home and Splinter has some words for him because like he needs special treatment because Splinter knows like yeah. this guy is the he's whiny baby. He's got a little autism. Like, yeah. yeah, this guy's this guy's gonna take a little bit more parenting than the other yeah, Ninja Turtles. Well, I think. Yeah. Uh, April and her boss, I think, is the next scene I was I was writing about here. Yeah, I also put that scene you just glanced over okay. where like Splinter's uh-huh. like, "Hey, bro, it's okay." I also put. I always identified most with Raphael. Wow. I yeah. can see I could see your older brother Ted being more of a Raphael. Oh, oh no, I was all anger, hate, and frustration as a child. I don't know. I've been around a lot of your family events and he usually storms out uh, angry. I've never seen you uh, leave one midway through. Well, I you know, I'm mellowed. Oh, okay. You know? Okay. I'm Michelangelo Donatello yeah, down the gotta, line. You gotta Michelangelo yourself as you age. I wrote, just wrote down, like, April's talking to her boss at the team. I'm like, oh, now he's concerned about her fucking safety yeah. after she's just left yeah. to wander around the fucking alleyways on her own in the middle of a fucking night. My- fucking, you do your recording in the alleyway where Batman's parents were killed, yeah. and then the next day you're like, oh, I heard you got mugged and shit. I'm a little concerned. Yeah, my note here is... uh Hey, April, mm-hmm. I'm at your place first thing in the morning right. with my son. So weird. Just your boss and his with teenage my son, son show up at your apartment to have a oh, talk. Jesus Here's where we establish that the son, Danny, is like stealing some money out of his dad's wallet. And I'm like, this kid might be Foot Clan material. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, He's a cool guy. I like him. April on the TV slash enter the shredder going on here because we yeah. got April doing her job. She's interviewing the police chief, who's hilariously just like... Die Hard 2-esque in his like, oh, I don't like what the heroes have to say. I know how to police better than you do. This is this is where it really starts Freaking becoming... Mama Luke. This is where it hey, really... Maron. Hey, hey, over here with it. This is where it really starts to become evident. Like, mm-hmm. they have made a badass action movie for children. That's right, yeah. Like, th- this that's, is... That's absolutely the approach here. This is the scene. All the cliches, to God. but just like... It, yeah, with a, with a slant that's palatable for children. They've given us, like, flashes of it at the start of the movie, but now we're starting to get to, like, okay, we're going to start putting the story together. Mm-hmm. And they're doing it the same way, like, a lethal weapon does or a fucking diehard does, where they're just like, we got to blow this case open, my man. That's right, yeah. You're our only hope. 
and they don't they cops don't, ain't doing shit. They don't water Fucking it down. Pushers. They they treat it very matter of factly. They're just like there's crime in this fucking mm-hmm. city, mm-hmm. and somebody's got to do a thing about it. So we got two people that we see watching this uh, broadcast. Number one is the Ninja Turtles themselves. Yeah. Who are smooching the TV? Yeah, talking about what a babe this yeah. reporter is. Just fucking, they're they're over the moon about this fucking babe reporter on the TV. It's April like O'Neil. it's like when we all all used to watch Squiggle Vision with our friends, and you know, periodically somebody would get overly excited and hump the TV. We're talking about Dr. Katz, professional therapist? Cha-cha-cha. Somebody was humping the TV because of Lauren or whatever, the receptionist? Oh, no. People just... uh, People have always loved H. John Benjamin. Oh, that's true. I wrote here as though, like, if we're going to build in, like, as, like, every single character, as soon as they're introduced to her, come across her, first thing they do is just gush about what a babe she is. Judith Hogue, the right fucking uh, pick for this... Absolutely. Judith Hogue uh, pulls off, I think, entrepreneurial spirit. She's a, she's a cunning young reporter. Uh-huh. Babe? Yeah. Question mark? She is. I'm going to say girl next door. What don't you like I'm going to say her? borderline homely. I'm going to say, where's her gigantic pile of curly red hair that April O'Neil needs to have? She's she what? She's what? A dirty red. blonde? She's, she's like a red. dirty blonde. She's a strawberry blonde. She wears a yellow raincoat for like two seconds yeah. as a throwback to yeah. April O'Neil's yellow jumpsuit. Yeah. Well, I need a little bit more of the April O'Neil iconography in here. I need her to be hotter if we're going to keep talking about what a babe she is. Secret of the use, April O'Neil. Way hotter, whoever that chick is. You're talking out both sides of your I, mouth. I think you want to get into brass tacks here. I think, she, we, I think she, we upgraded April's for the second one. She had brown hair and a green jumpsuit in the comic book. What? Which way do you want it? You know, uh, jumpsuits are for idiots. She was also a scientist in the fucking jumpsuits, comic book. Jumpsuits are fucking versatile. Yeah, if you're gonna go, if you're gonna go the fucking news reporter route, you're not wearing a fucking jumpsuit. Okay, that's fine then. Make the Ninja Turtles like, oh man, this seems like a really uh, empowered woman. I respect her for her skill as a... Or her just fucking cast a chick who's really hot. No, she's a babe, bro! Judith, hot, Judith Hogue, uh, maybe the least attractive girl who's been no, referred no, to as a babe over and over and over again since... This movie... Or I guess before, the, the hot sister on Step by Step who was the least attractive of the three sisters oh, was no, always categorized her. as by far the hot one. I love that girl. This movie Al, hotter. This movie Dana oh. Berger hotter. Al, but just, the third one whose name I can't even remember is the one who everybody's neither talking about. Can I. She's she, the best one. Dish she is. Uh, here's the thing, though. This movie made it okay for all of us that saw the mask and were a little aroused. I got I got no response to that. A uh, shredder also. <laughs> I, I, I'm talking. I'm talking about you know. I didn't even know we were talking about the share one. Or yeah, that, no, that's <laughs> okay. the one. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Shredder's also watching this one. Enter the Shredder into the movie. He's so pissed that the name of the Foot Clan's getting mentioned on TV and that they know he exists. Yeah. He fucking busts up his TV. He's throwing some Shredder He does a Elvis. He does a Japanese Elvis. Elvis. Pulling out pistols and shooting the TV here. This ain't no good. Yeah. This guy's a mean fucking villain. I've seen the the TV he shot. Oh, wow. Yeah. They got that on display down there at the Graceland? Yeah. They used to have it in the regular tour. If you go now, you have to pay extra. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> That's some classic uh, bilking you for money uh, Elvis uh, shit right there. I think that really honors him. I've been to Graceland five times. Five times. Five. Wow. Maybe I'll get there someday. I'll take you. They open during COVID? Nate and I will walk in Memphis. 
Next scene, Raph's just like stalking April like a yeah. fucking creep. Well, he needs a side back. I can get it back. I can get it back. I can get it back. He, find, he, he follows her down to the subway this where she's great confronted scene. by some great Foot Clan scene. ninjas. Dude straight up slaps her in the mouth and tells her to keep her no, mouth shut. No, no, he doesn't. A message from the Shretta. Shows his fist, uh-huh. opens his hand slowly, right. slaps her in the face. Shut it. Yeah, it's fucking cool. I do that to Maria all the time. Fucking hardcore. That's a cool thing. The woman gets slapped in the face. Yeah. (laughs) Shut it. Ninja Turtles movie for children. Uh, Raph fucking isn't going to stand for this. He comes out of the shadows and kicks some ninja Screaming. Kicks some ninja He's screaming. He's running and screaming. He's the coolest, man. He ends up getting his side back, which is Fuck yeah, he does. He was right. He could get it back. This scene's so badass. This is where we finally get to see a Ninja Turtle kick a little ass, yeah, man. It's not in the shadows here anymore. And I wrote, it's insane. It's how the fucking warriors. Much fight choreography they got down on the screen here of these guys in these gigantic heavy outfits. And Doing everything's got to be a CGI tornado table. mess. You keep pounding the table. We are recording this. I don't care. Podcast. I'm so fired up. <laughs> Love this film, yeah. man. Now you got guys who are just like in nothing. You can put them in spandex and they're still so bad at doing fight scenes. You got to cut them to shit. This guy's in giant costumes doing this fucking yeah. shit and we're fucking showing it. Shout out to all the stuntmen. Shout out to all the Henson people. Like, I don't this, give this a shit. This movie looks goddamn amazing. I don't care if you film it slower and then speed up the frames per second. I don't care. They did the same shit in Mad Max and it looks awesome. So April ends up knocked out here. Is that just from the one slap or does something else happen? I don't know if she gets bonked or if she's just like, oh, you're a fucking turtle. I passed out. Yeah, she might. I think everybody passes out the first time they see them as like a running joke. Yeah. She's got a, Raph's got to pick her up and like uh, trudge through the sewers to take her back to their, and I wrote too, like the next one was just like the sewers in this movie, whenever they got to go to and from, just like Mm -hmm. so cavernous and awesome. Yeah. Just like, right. That like, just like little, like a, thing of water at the bottom but then like the big wide brick like uh cylindrical walls it all looks like the like third act of the third man like it's all shot like as well as just like classic noir shit like that you know it's all yeah it's, so much stuff looks great in this movie it's not that creepy bullshit that you saw in that uh undercover people living undercover in the brother? sewer oh. what was that what was that documentary the people living in the shadows movie oh, people under the stairs that's the one, one of my favorite that's documentary the documentary hell yeah uh, but he gets her back to the fucking uh, the, the lair where she comes right. to and has the first appropriate reaction Couple to seeing pillows, a news gigantic report. talking turtle creatures, which she's just screaming and out of her mind. Oh, she does that totally really loud, high pitch, yeah. like. Ah! She's losing her goddamn mind, yeah. which makes fucking sense. Like, that's how everyone who sees them should be reacting to them. I like that Michelangelo and Donatello also get scared and scream back, though. <laughs> that's a pretty good pretty good it's, bit. It's a good bit. Donatello fucking neutered as a character, but him and him and Michelangelo do have some good uh, oh, just comedic energy together. Oh, great chemistry. chemistry. And the scene Splinter tells them their origin story of how they became Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and an elderly ninja rat. This kind of starts the theme where if you give Splinter two seconds, right. he's going to tell you That's the right. origin story. The classic just old guy just rambling. Well, let me <laughs> tell you. Splinter off everyone's cell. It was many moons ago, 18 years worth below the city. There were four regular turtles, 
but then a horny dude that worked at the nuclear power plant, his radioactive sperm fell into the sewer and onto the turtles. Over time, the turtles grew, especially in the lower shell area. I wrote down too, just like, there's always just one sticking point to the turtle's origin that even as a little kid, I couldn't get past. I could get past turtles fucking get around in goop and learn, like, get intelligent and grow. (laughs) The one thing I could never get past is the idea of a, a man's normal pet rat mimicking his ninjutsu moves and teaching himself ninjutsu before anything weird sci-fi or whatever happens to him Mm -hmm. we just get these shots of a tiny little rat in Mm -hmm. a cage like doing shadow boxing ninja shit they're smart creatures even as a tiny child i was just like well that's fucking insane no they're some of the smartest creatures that's that's one step too far as far as me uh extending my disbelief to you can you can train rats like dogs nate okay smart creatures how many dogs you know that no karate seven that's more than i thought yeah okay that's, that's surprising to me oh well, that's okay uh then they leave the place to like take her back to her house or whatever my note here uh-huh donnie getting upskirt oh donnie is fucking he's right behind her <laughs> and just getting an eiffel huh? i mean what would you be doing well, definitely getting an eiffel that's for sure there especially if i was a 15 year old with all those turtle hormones Ooh. coursing through my system Ooh. this is where it specifically hit me on this scene though how disgusting it is mm-hmm. that every time they come to and from the place where they leave they're just sloshing barefoot ankle deep in sewer yeah, water yeah yeah like i was like is somebody carrying april right. like april's oh. not even making oh, no. a big deal okay. about it she's All just right. got her shoes and her socks on and like just like trudging through it and not making Nate, a big deal about it she's wearing a skirt bro she's got like heels and down stockings yeah, she, she ain't got so socks, gross man. and i just wrote we never established like how much they much just smell these ninja turtles with poo and pee water yeah. just splashed all over them at all times you know what that Little the, poop particles between their fucking nin, their, their, their turtle toes. all this suggested to me is that i'm even more of a hogue man uh-huh because like this bitch is ride or die you could take her to a gathering of a juggalos. Okay. She wouldn't complain. That's right. Like she just walked through sewer shit. She's, she's certainly willing yeah. to do anything weird yeah. with anybody. Exactly. She's hanging out with these, let me say it again, 15-year-old kids for yeah. the rest of this movie. Her and her she's just hanging out with four 15-year-old male children. Yeah, like fucking weird trudging through sewers with these guys. That's a chick you can pee. This on. chick, there's not much she's not into. That's a chick that's you can pee. On. Sure. Uh we get back to her place. And, oh, hey, real quick. Uh-huh. It's 2021, folks. Uh, Internet's ablaze. Weird. That still sounds weird. We're we're a, we're a uh, we don't we don't kink shame here. No. Uh, shame on Unless y'all. Unless it's weird stuff that I'm not into. Didn't well, like fuck that shit. I'm just saying Get shame. Fucking shit. Out shame of on everybody for attacking Army Hammer right now. He's beautiful. Oh, I'm not aware of what's going. He's on an here. amazing man. What kind of weird. And shit if is he that told a, into? if he told a bitch. He wants to cut off her toe and keep it in his pocket to have a He's little bit of her. He's doing toe mutilation? He's talking cannibalism, too. That's, He's talking about eating bitches. That's wild. Yeah. Don't kink shame. He's a six foot whatever. Somebody might want to look into that. beautiful man. He can do what he wants. I know the FBI is pretty busy right now hunting down all the white supremacist wannabe. Yet. Maybe, maybe look into what Army Hammer's got going on. Your girl Bella Thorne came out and was like, 
He tried to cut my toe off? No, she was like, that bitch is a liar. He's oh, cool. hell yeah. Yeah. <laughs> She's obviously into weird yeah. shit, too. Oh, so fuck yeah, She right? might be like that yeah. chick from Smallville who was recruiting bitches into that sex cult. Oh, that's uh, erroneous. That's alleged. But instantly, they're back at uh, her fucking apartment, and Michael's just doing some of the worst fucking like, impressions you've, you've ever heard. Ooh, like, dirty red. You killed my brother. And they're all just laughing. Hey, maybe I'll fight Apollo. Hey, maybe I won't. Adrian! April's laughing hysterically. They're all in stitches. I'm like, they're cutting out scenes where she fucking smokes out all these Ninja Turtles before they're just eating pizzas and fucking doing impressions and just like rolling around on the ground cracking up. This is them all. Everyone is high in this scene. This is them all eating after they smoked a bunch of weed and fucked And then she's like, that must be Splinter's favorite. And then they all laugh hysterically. I'm like, that's not even a joke. That's like half of a joke. Where are you all laughing at? I love it. I always have loved that. They do head back home, though, after eating some pizza oh. to find that the place has been ransacked. <gasps> Splinter has been kidnapped. There's been a break-in. Guess the Foot Clan has figured out where they live somehow. Oh, this God isn't good. damn it. This, it's because they were following Raphael, they were following man. following him around because he's out there looking for his sigh. They told him just to let oh, it go. Fucking Charles shows up at April's house again, again. in yeah, the fucking, morning. Why does this guy think he can just keep showing up at his in female employees' houses? Oh, by the way. She's he, not even dressed yet. He, he's going directly into her bathroom. He brought his weird ginger kid again. Fucking again. Danny's back here. Hey, Tom Rock. Good to see you. Oh, yeah. oh. I wrote here, the kid seems like a stupid piece of shit, uh, but he's even noticing that something's up. Like, like there's four gigantic yeah. fucking Ninja Turtles yeah. hanging out in this, like, one-bedroom apartment. Where are they hiding? I know they're ninjas, but... They gotta be somewhere. They gotta be... We're doing a lot of classic gags. It's just like, oh, I gotta go hide in the shower. Oh, he's opening the shower. Yeah. Is he gonna find him? Some real, like, Three's Company fucking humor going on in this scene. He's just... Being like, I'm angry about the way work's going. She's like, I gotta get work done. And Danny's like, there's fucking Ninja Turtles here. Yeah. Finally, Charles. Danny has got suspicions about Ninja Turtles. Charles and Danny leave. And Charles is like, I'm going to be a dick to you now because April's not here anymore. And then Danny's like. ragging on him. ragging on him. Danny's like, bro, I'm in a street gang. I'm going to run out of your car. This is like the scene in Boogie Nights where. Wahlberg's like, I got things I can do. You yeah. don't even know about it, Ma. You yeah. don't want to know. But I'm saying Danny's probably got a big hog, is what I was imagining. Fuck yeah. Right fuck yeah. yeah. He's a huge fucking Yeah, hog. he's a rock star, man. So thankfully, Danny leaves that car because we get you also. You want to talk about most iconic scenes of the Every movies. scene in this movie, man. Like this one coming up is the one that stands out to me. This is how we do it. Do it. Do it. This is do our it. proper do introduction it. to the to the Foot Clan headquarters. Hell yeah. And this fucking scene it's my blew body. It's my open every one to pump it up in 1990 as the ultimate dream of a fucking place that could exist. Oh. That it would be the coolest fucking place of all time. If it was We're real, in a warehouse. If it was real, we all would have been in games. We got arcade games everywhere. We got fucking Skateboard ramps everywhere. MC Hammer. Kids are in charge of everything. No adults other than weird Tatsu, like a gigantic Asian samurai man walking around in the middle of everything, which somehow even makes it cooler. (laughs) Right. We got one adult. He's a fucking samurai man. That's right. Coolest shit ever. There's I couldn't come up with a better dream in 1990 than to run away from my fucking parents. The only and live thing with this ninja gang. The only thing that would be better, Nate, mm-hmm. is if they had cigarettes. 
Oh, fucking well, enter Sam Rockwell back into the movie here. He's kind of established as like the cool leader guy who's like, I'm going to show you around. And we get the fucking classic line here. You guys got any cigarettes? Regular or menthol? Cool fucking line. He's got a sweet (sighs) dirt goatee that looks pretty nice right here. Yeah, he looks like he works. Cigarette brand cigarettes as as much as you want. He looks like he works at a real New York pizza place. (laughs) 100%. Shredder's pissed, though. He calls a meeting of the entire Foot Clan. He does not like the way things are going as far as his burgeoning war on the Ninja Turtles here. His outfit, we kind of see it for the first time here. It looks fucking awesome. He's got, like, a basket on his head with some fucking swords just, like, welded onto it. He's got, He looks fucking cool. Fucking uh, one of those like foil like uh, blankets is like a cape sort yeah. of one of the things like you he just ran a marathon at the end of a an action film <laughs> he just ran a marathon yeah also old samurai guys basically his butler because he's like let me move your cape a little bit here to the back so we can see that you also have cool tricked shoulder out shoulder flaws. blades yeah. like on your fucking shoulder like the bags. legion of doom man yeah he's looking fucking awesome. We learn that there's different stratas of the Foot Clan. There's, like, the pickpocket, like, young kids. Then they ninja train them into being, like, the older teens who then officially get ninja outfits. A ceremony here. Shredder's doling out some ninja outfits you, to you some... You gotta admit, man. Like, full member of the Foot Clan. That's the fucking goals right there. Hashtag like, goals. We're all coming off the cartoon here, and, like, Shredder's the big bad guy in the mm-hmm. cartoon, but he's also kind of a fucking moron in the cartoon, That's right. and he's always getting fucking duped. Yeah, and here he, they do a good job of establishing him as like a scary guy, right? Like his costume's fucking cool as shit. He's just mean to he everyone. He looks. He's. They found the biggest, nastiest Asian dude they can find. You made the joke about everybody being five two. That's but right. Like <laughs> they're like, oh no, we found like a fucking six foot dude, or at least a good five ten to play Shredder. And he looks great, man. I love it. Yeah, I agree wholeheartedly. At least in these early scenes, Shredder's a great on-screen fucking villain. He he knows. He knows what he's looking for here. Uh, so yeah, we we see what's going on here. It's just basically like fleshing out the Foot Clan. After this, we get into the first Leo and Raph fight, which is going to be an well, ongoing well, character fucking. Real thing. quick with the Shredder. Th- Okay. He's talking about like okay. there's there's like these ninja turtles. He knows he's like yeah. there's this thing going on. There's turtles who are ninjas, and it's important because this is a scene where Danny's like, "Bro, Danny's there. I know what you're talking about. Ran away, and I got them. Listen, you know you want to know where they're staying? Me and my dad yeah. bust into this place every fucking morning. There's like no security. <laughs> Let's yeah. just go do it. It's kind of a big deal. Yeah." Leo's like the the rational, cool-headed guy who's like, yeah. we got fucking April on this splinter being kidnapped thing. She's an investigative journalist. Let's wait till she gets some info. Raph's like, we got to pound the pavement, man. Yeah. How do you think I got my size back? She's going I on the news. I can get splinter back. I can get him back. I can get it back. I can get it back. She's on the news right now talking about the, the fucking Foot Clan. So mm-hmm. Raph's like, let's do it, bro. That's right. Let's do it. But uh, Leo disagrees. Raph, he just gets too heated here, so he has to go up on the roof and hot rod style punch dance out all of his anger. Yeah, he's a smart man. (laughs) Get a little fresh air, punch dance out all your anger. That's right. But what we learn here is that Casey Jones 
maybe lives in the apartment across the street from April O'Neil. Maybe like just hangs out down. on we, like people's fire escapes, like a fucking uh, peeping Tom. Maybe he doesn't I'm live anywhere. Sure. Yeah. Maybe he lives nowhere, yeah. which I think is my ongoing theory. That's more so where but he's I on mean. a fire escape. He's got like some b- binoculars or yeah. something. He's, Not paid for. He sees this 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 Ninja Turtle he had a fight with in the yeah. fucking park a couple nights earlier. Hey, that's dancing. that same guy. Yeah. But then also what he sees is just a bunch of ninjas creeping from various rooftops around. We're about to have a big rooftop ninja fight here. Uh, Also, I wrote during this scene when Ralph was screaming, why is he the only one that sounds like a Goomba from Long Island and the rest of them don't have that New York thing going on? Yeah. That's pretty weird. Ralph's New York as fuck. Super New York as fuck. He's cool, man. We also get the iconic scene of... uh, this is uh, one of the best Lee or Michelangelo and Donnie scenes where Raphael and Leo get into it, and we mm-hmm. get uh, the Donnie and Michelangelo turn to each other, fight, fight, kitchen, kitchen. They got their own little language, basically. Yeah. To speak at this point, They've been they know. Together for so long. Mom and dad are fighting. We get kicked like we're going back and forth here, cut back and forth from. April showing the rest of the Ninja Turtles yep. the junk store that her father owned that's on the yep. ground floor of her apartment, which is just a weird little subplot I didn't really need. Back to Raph fighting the Foot Clan on the... Uh, yeah. But there's a great little piece of filmmaking here where Michelangelo sneaks up behind... Uh, is it Donnie or Leo? I think it's Leo with the symbols. And he yeah, crashes the Leo. two symbols behind his head. And then... Jump cut directly to Raph getting his ears clapped by a ninja. And I'm yeah. like, that's a good little, that's graduate-esque in like some oh, yeah. transitioning from scene to scene right there. This movie, good on you, Ninja Turtles. This movie does some legit shit, man. It's not just a kid's Damn movie. straight that it does. There, there's so many subtle influences in this movie that, just yeah. fucking wedged after into that, kids after, after the symbol, uh, April's just like, okay, we've spent four seconds establishing that yeah. this junk store exists. Let's go back upstairs yeah. now. Now it's not going to be weird <laughs> when we start fighting yeah. here later. <laughs> People won't wonder why this thing exists. Yeah. This is some pretty funny, uh, but shit breaks down pretty quick. Wrath is like, corpse gets thrown through the skylight of april's pretty fucking sweet apartment it's like a little little bit industrial she's got skylights through the whole place this is a pretty sweet fucking apartment i mean she's clearly in the early gentrification stages she took a risk she took a risk to be there yet to flood this neighborhood with their coffee shops and their yoga fucking mats and she's still affording quite a bit but uh there's ninjas coming in everywhere there's the big fight happening. The yeah. turtles, the ninjas, they're fighting this little apartment. We get the famous uh, fellow Chucker showdown here. Is this the best fight scene in the film? Uh, I gotta say maybe yes. Right. Uh, as we go through it, maybe something else would jump out to me. But this is certainly for like a mid-movie. We're starting to break it off into our big third. Because I got a little bit of a disappointment going on for, with the climax of the movie. We'll, well get there. we'll get to that. Here, here though, I think this might be the this, best fight sequence. This is sequence. probably the best fight sequence. Not only is there like a lot of cool just like 
tag team, like well, Turtles get, doing team up shit you, going on. You get here. so much because it starts with like because Raph's holding his own on the rooftop for a while. There's a lot of going on here. Raph's got some cool like dirty hairy whatever yeah, moments does. on the ceiling or on the roof where he's actually handling some business. I wrote. I like how the turtles use their turtle shells as big booties, like big juicy booties, right. to bounce like the fucking yeah. ninjas around. They're even like thinking about like how a turtle would fight and like yeah. incorporating that into the fucking fight choreography, That's, which is just it's fucking beautiful. Way man. more thought than like most fucking teams would put into a Ninja yeah. Turtles movie like this, or th- most more thought than like people put into fucking comic book movies yeah. now, man. One hundred percent. Like you get a little bit of comedy where Michelangelo finds another guy with the ninchucks, nunchuck, nunchaka. Yeah, says ah, a fellow chucker, and then they do their fucking nunchuck showdown. A little that, bit like that Indiana Jones scene with the guy in the sword. It's the, fun stuff. The guy doing the nunchuck scene is the same guy that was the pizza delivery guy. Oh, in I the think first scene. Also, he is. He's, uh, he's Michelangelo, or he's, I think Raphael. He's Raphael after the first Raphael yeah. got yeah. his face broken. Yeah, that's right. The turtle helmet things that they're wearing are too fucking heavy. Yeah. Something bad happened and broke his fucking face when he got thrown into the garbage yeah. can by Casey Jones. Okay, yeah. okay, okay. So yeah, so everybody who plays one of the turtles also like shows up as a different character to like get his face on screen at some yeah. point during this movie, which is it's fun for them, I guess. But the fellow chucker scene, yeah. and this is great. And then we start getting the turtles being playful uh-huh. when they're still on the uh, apartment cutting level. Loose, man. They're having a good time. Yeah, and then literally, there's just so many people fighting that the entire building gives way. Well, because they bring they out fall through axes the floor. and start chopping up the kitchen floor. They fall through the floor yeah. into the fucking junk store. So then we're fucking fighting in the junk store again. Which is still cute for a second. Yeah, but then the turtles start getting overwhelmed. And eventually, there's a little bit of like, are the Fun. turtles going to get axed to death by all these ninja axes right here? And a fire starts in the antique yeah. store. But Casey Jones does his hell yeah. fucking entrance to hell fucking, yeah. even the fucking odds. He shows up like crashing through a door with some like dramatic light behind him. Yeah. He's wearing like a thing that's like half hockey goalie mask, half the Punisher skull, which if we've right. learned anything over the past year, Punisher skull, coolest fucking thing ever. Yeah. Plaster that thing everywhere. Casey Jones was ahead of the curve. Mm-hmm. Whole store's on fire. Casey Jones is fighting with them. Turtles are like, let's escape through this trap door, huh? You got to, or you're going to burn to death. Yeah. They all fucking boogaloo. Casey's holding off the foot. Casey's like, with three gigantic mutated turtles, couldn't hold these guys off? Don't worry. One white guy with a fucking hockey stick or whatever is going to yeah. take care of it. And a sev- I got your back, man. And a severe meth problem. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. We're fucking sure. That's how you hold Anger them issues and a dusting of meth addiction. Oh, uh, P.S. There's a phone call. It's Charles, April's boss. A little, little subplot established here during the action. April, you fired. Yeah, you're fired during a fire. Turns out you fucking you, you embarrassed the local police chief one too many times. Can't keep you on the air anymore. I didn't write you're it fired down. during a fire. Casey's got a great quip right here where he's like, eh, she can't answer the phone right now, Charles. Yeah. Something along those lines. I, I thought that Casey was going to like stay behind, and I'm like, he's staying behind to risk certain death to uh, help these turtles who he's just meeting for the first time? But no, he gets through the trap yeah, door, like, too, at the last that. second. He gets yeah. through, too. And then they like jump in a car, drive away. As we yeah. establish it, the entire fucking building is just burning down. Burning to the ground. We establish it over the shoulder of Danny, 
who's like watching from the distance like fucking Batman on a rooftop. Maybe I should watching a building burn down. Maybe I shouldn't have told him. He's got a little. How did he get up there? He's not Batman. He's not Chuck Norris from Missing in Action. How the fuck is he scaling these buildings? We got a, we cut away. We got a little scene here where like Shredder's like, I'm pissed off about the yeah. turtles. Big and time. Tetsu beats None up a fucking kid. None of this win is planned. Turtles got away. Yeah. We're back at the, uh, the Tetsu's footwear. Tetsu's pissed, dude. Yeah. He puts a kid That's in traction, right. I think. I think we're supposed to lead to believe that he yeah. like, paralyzes this kid. He slaps him around. Yeah. So he, uh, supposedly, he like kills the kid, but like the... Uh, the fucking producers were like, that's a little too dark. So oh, that's they, a dumb studio so, note. So they added in like... Just uh, dark enough. Yeah, they added in like, so, you know, a little after the fact. Some like Will Ferrell like, I'm still yeah. alive. <laughs> exactly. Who's <laughs> still breathing? <laughs> oh, Christ. Uh, it's looking like living with the Foot Clan is yeah. not all it's cracked up to right. be. Sure, they got cigarettes and video yeah. games, but also an elderly fucking Asian man might slap the shit out of you till right. you're paralyzed. I don't know. Is it worth it? Is it the, worth it? This is where Splinter starts laying oh, the yeah. groundwork Danny's on Danny. creeping around, like talking to yeah. Splinter, and I'm like, that old rat's going to talk your ear yeah. off if you give him a chance, man. Danny's like, uh, He's looking for a friend. Uh, let me tell you about an origin story, Danny. <laughs> but before he can do that, we're at the fucking farm here now. Yeah, which April's like, farm. April, I guess, since she that was her dad's store... And she's living in like the sweet penthouse. She must have owned that entire fucking building in New York. Oh now yeah, she's got a, a country house, like, right? Fucking in northern New she's York, she's crushing it, north bro. side of the fucking state or whatever. She's doing great. How rich is April O'Neil? I mean, pretty it feels rich. like she's pretty fucking rich here. She's got to be making well. This also is lead fucking anchor on a local television network. I mean, she's network. This has got to be network. She's, she's on Channel Three in 1990. She's making at least 250k. Yeah, I'm feeling fucking somebody needs to be sniffing around trying to gold dig on April O'Neil. Enter Casey Jones, <laughs> right? Enter Casey Jones. You know how I making, don't have anywhere to live? Making and you seem pretty rich. Making gray sweatpants a thing in this. Movie. Okay, that's definitely uh, shows up in my notes somewhere along here. He's putting out some BDE with those gray sweatpants. For He's just sure. letting April know this entire farm scene. I also wrote, this looks like the country house that would show up in one of those modern horror movies or like a family moves into a new country house, but then it's like lousy with demons. That's the sort of vibe we got going on. Here. I thought a it little was, bit run down, like nobody's been here a while. I thought it was just that Cider House Rules house. Oh, it could be. A lot of elderly. Elderly eroticism going on in here. Is that Good what that night, movie's about? Young prince and princesses. Uh, so we're I getting so. a little bit of moonlighting, will they, won't they, with fucking uh, April, which Donatello even references. I loved it. <laughs> I yes. was like, Donatello, I think even in 1990, there's, <laughs> that was a little bit of, I don't think too many kids were picking up your moonlighting reference. Yeah. I guess that's one for the parents there. Casey drops the news that April got fired by saying, that's right. hey, Broadzilla. What a, did Casey just call April Broadzilla? Is one of my notes right Yeah, here. yeah. That's a fucking hilarious thing to call a woman. This is so like this is a, some classic shit. Like a guy's gonna be mean to a woman until she learns to love it. We did this a lot back in the eighties and yeah. early nineties. And like Don does the whole this is moonlighting, and they just do the moonlighting thing like to a T, mm-hmm. but like turned up to an eleven. Oh yeah, because we only have like. Cute. 
three not minutes to establish yeah. the subplot. Right. We don't have like seasons of a TV show. Mm-hmm. We got to get this shit in and out if you're going to put a romantic it's subplot fast in and this furious. Movie. So we get a little bit of that. April's like getting into art to like clear her mind, and she's also right. documentary. April is an artist. So yeah, she's. She's letting you know what's going on with the turtles. She runs a junk store. She's yeah. a fucking journalist, also an amazing artist. Raphael's still beat up. They're all is. concerned. Oh, yeah. They got him in like a tub full of water because he's a reptile, I guess. I That's going to heal him. There's a thing about this scene that I really, really fucking love. Mm. Raphael's in the tub, right? That's right. Leonardo's watching him yeah. in that chair. Leonardo pretty brooding for a 15-year-old, I right. wrote. Because she draws that picture of him in the chair, right? Mm. Do you notice anything about the tur- those two turtles in particular in this scene? Leonardo and Raphael? Yes. Uh, no, I don't know. Let's see what you got here. They're not wearing belts. Just after a big meal or what's going on here? They're not. They, could, they couldn't sit down in a chair because the costumes wouldn't do that with the belts They on. are not wearing their uniformed hold my weapons There's no belts weapons, right now. Which is one of the only things that makes them look kind of not naked when right. they're tooling around. And they're naked here. They're yeah. exposed. Okay. And I like Vulnerability. it. Because it, it, it does. It says that. It, it's like, hey, man. These are just two dudes hanging out, and this dude is really concerned about the other guy living or yeah, dying. that's right. I like I it. Love it. It strips it down, the man. Leonardo Raphael relationship, probably the heart of the Ninja Turtles dynamic, I'm going to say. It shows up in like every iteration of them. Like That's fair. Down through all the fucking times. Yeah. Here's where I started bitching about the Donatello character a lot. In my okay, notes, though, let me like, have it. Him and Casey Jones are fixing an old truck together. Oh, right, right, right. right. Like, this is the perfect scene to establish that Donatello does machines. He's the fix-it guy. But he, right. he literally calls Casey Jones, you are Mr. Fix-It. Yeah. He's just watching Casey Jones. It should be flipped. Casey should be trying to fix up this truck, not being able to figure out because he's an idiot homeless meth head. Donatello should right. be like, I'm the fucking technical-minded turtle. Like, out of my way. I'll show yeah. you how to, like, rebuild an old truck. Not only am I going to get it running, I'm going to make it, like, better than it's ever yeah. fucking been because I'm a genius for why don't, shit. Why don't you go smoke a tooth while yeah. I, you know, <laughs> right. like, reinvent your truck? They don't even hint at any of that fucking shit here. And it's just like, they've given Donatello no character. Like, he has no yeah. fucking traits in this movie other than yeah. like he's the fourth ninja turtle yeah it's a, it's a shame like they massacred my boy they really did he his his again his personality is he's Corey that Feldman. shit into secret of the ooze no i, I was, I was since i was a kid i was going to say to yeah. you it'd be one thing if they were like hey this is where casey right. taught him how to work on machines Same for the sequel or whatever no yeah, there's no, no more there's of that Raphael wakes up at some he point in here. He's like, hey, I'm out of the coma now. Let's eat some pizza. Huh? Yes, How come I'm the only one who's from New York? Forget about it. Huh? Come on. Him and Leo have their tear-filled like reunion here. Yeah. Everybody's like, wow, this is point. He's awake. These guys are at each other's throats. He wants some all the food. Time, but they really love each other deep down. They love each other so much, man. This is when Michelangelo does a big line that I stole over and over again when I was a little kid when he says, it's a Kodak moment. Oh, yeah. I got a lot of laughs as a kid just brazenly yeah. stealing that line. If you fucking knew throwing how to that drop out, it. Oh. Throwing that out around adults. Yeah. Like, you could get some fucking laughs stealing that yeah. one. Did we get a weird, like, scene in between here to break it up where Shredder's like, I think those are those fucking, oh. like, Ninja Turtles. Tatsu have a heart-to-heart, yeah. Yeah. 
He's like I he's think, troubled. I he's think like Ninja Turtles, man. I think I recognize their fighting style as maybe something from my past. Yeah, is what is what I'm thinking, Mister Tatsu. That's right. Tatsu's like it's so rare that Shredder opens up to me. This is this is a big moment. for I us. just want to support him and let him know he's loved. Uh, so we got to reestablish that Splinter has been kidnapped by having Raft do another one of his screaming at the heavens things here. Well, Splinter. He's just training, he's meditating, shit, he's getting his head right. Another great little bit of filmmaking here is right as Shredder's talking about their fighting style, yeah. we just cut to them sparring in a field, so like, yeah. we're seeing their fighting style, we're seeing it as he's fucking talking about That's it. That's the same thing, yeah, yeah, yeah. A little uh, more comedy, Casey Jones is chopping carrots with fucking one he's of- He's got the katana, yeah. fucking katanas. Cha, 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 and this cha, is where cha, I wrote down, like, Casey Jones. He's fucking, he's putting it out there. He grabs April O'Neil- Physically forces her into a oh, chair yeah. and then, like, makes her receive an awkward shoulder rub from right. him. And I'm like, this is, this is some fucking manhandling of a woman going on right it's, here. It's, it's the massage equivalent to Harrison Ford's uh-huh. kiss of Sean Young oh, in Blade yeah. Runner. That's right, yeah. It's the same scene. It's, it's the same scene. She's into it. Creep vibes 1000, and she's fucking yeah. into it. And I'm like... How, why is it that back in the day you could be mean to a woman and force yourself physically on her and eventually she'd like it and now they act like it's a big deal is oh I, we don't like it suddenly uh, this is before this is before come on this is before they thought they had ideas <laughs> Leonardo's meditating yeah and he contacts splinter psychically right right here just because they're they're mutated creatures right. doesn't doesn't mean they're telepaths that makes no sense to me. No, it means I'm a little incredulous at this part. It means he's a damn good fucking ninja, and his ninja mind is fucking Fucking bonded. His ninja skills are so good. Splinter's ninja mind, bro. Yeah, I don't. don't, We gotta establish telepathy. We can't just throw it around. No, he meditated so hard that could happen. And he comes out and he's like, "Bros, if we all meditate even harder, Mm -hmm. he could talk to us." And so, wow. They go meditate. Yeah, they and got, Splinter does. It's like a little seance where they're yeah. they're, they're gathering around a, yeah. a campfire. Donatello brings marshmallows to roast, and I'm like, that's a Michelangelo move, being in incre- like ruining the bringing levity to it, not taking it seriously. He's got no character here. He's just purple Michelangelo in this movie. He's uh Corey Feldman. Yeah, <laughs> or A.K. Purple Michelangelo, A.K.A. Corey yeah. Feldman. I oh god, do you remember those months? I got so fucked up. <laughs> I kept drinking that purple oh, uh, Michelangelo. That's right. and oh, just, oh. That shit. Me and Lil Some Wayne kept having those Viper. seizures. He'll fuck you oh, up. Oh, Jesus Christ. So literally Splinter just appears to them as a, as a force ghost. He shows up into, as a force into, ghost. Into, the fucking, into their campfire. He delivers two lines of importance mm-hmm. here. Number one. Yeah. Y'all finna about to kick dick. Yeah. Number two. Mm-hmm. I fucking love you as sons. That's right. Yeah. This is, I, I gotta die. There's a force that binds you, he says. We're yeah. t- he's, he's a force ghost. He's talking about the force that binds us. We're ripping off Star Wars pretty hardcore here. Yeah, like, he's much. basically, I think, just telling him, like, hey, man, bye. Like, shit's bad, and yeah. I don't want you coming here. I'm going to die if you don't step up. Yeah, but the Ninja Turtles are like, hey, Casey and April, we're going to interrupt your canoodling session on the porch here. Because we need to step up. We got to step up. And the gray sweatpants, he's like... Straight up Luke Wilsoning. Oh right yeah, here. Holy crow! Yeah. yeah, he's doing the full Luke Wilson and the Family Stone uh, here. Just a little back arch, got that bulge out. April can't take know. her eyes off. No, of it. not at all. Not even a, a little. little much for a children's movie. No, they go back to the city. Back to New York. In the city, it's night. 
It's raining. We've got like neon signs doing sweet like mirrored glares, and it's it's fucking turtles noir right here. We've yeah. got so much classic noir photography going on. It the, looks gorgeous. They run into a little uh, a little uh, what should we call it? Canopy overhang. Where they're like, oh, let's get out of the rain. And Casey's like, okay, cool. This is the building we're going into. And they're like, no, Casey. Yeah. We live in the fucking sewer. Right. And this is where Casey Jones is like, whoa, don't know if I'm okay with that. And then once again, we're sloshing through ankle deep sewage water. Casey Jones. He's finally the voice of reason. First appropriate reaction to the voice of reason. Every time they they leave and come from. He's like, you guys know you're walking through shit, right? When they get there, they find uh, lame little Danny like hiding yeah. in one of their closets, and I'm like, oh no, we don't have time for a stupid sidekick. I hope that's not where this is going. Uh-uh. If you're going to have a sidekick, you got to have an awesome one like Kino in the second movie. Or like fucking uh, Mike the Cabbie. Ernie Reyes Jr. or whoever played Mike the Cabbie. <laughs> and Ninja 2, Shadow that's of a Tear. Right. Casey Jones, afraid of sleeping in the sewer. They're all going to sleep there. He's like, no, I'm going to sleep in the car. I'm like, rightfully so, Casey Jones. That makes more sense than sleeping in a sewer. And that's you've when, got a vehicle. That's when uh, everybody's favorite character, Corey Feldman, is uh-huh. like, "Hey, what are you a claustrophobic? What do you want a fist to the mouth? I've never even looked at another guy." <laughs> which you were correct. Well, they did not say the F word, which you no, thought maybe I couldn't last remember week, how were, bad it was. You were correct that we do have a little bit of gay panic sprinkled yeah, yeah, into this 1990 yeah. fucking children's movie. Uh, I've got a little quip too, or a little quip, a little quibble with what Donatello pulls out after this too. And they decide like, okay, we're settling in here. It's time to order a pizza because we're yeah. the Ninja Turtles. Donatello's like, I could go for some deep dish. I'm like, could you, Donatello? I know that you're pizza crazy. Ninja Turtles are pizza crazy. You're also New York Ninja Turtles. There's a pretty strong hate of deep dish pizza in the Chicago-New York rivalry. What's going to come out more? The fact that you're New York Ninja Turtles loving that that flat, gloopy slice? Is he going to want some deep dish pizza? I'm thinking this might be a little bit of bullshit here. You think he's... Or at least it should like spawn like an internal turtles argument. Like, deep dish, that's not the pizza I like. Meh, 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 meh. Bro. They throw it out there like it's just understood. And Bro. the first pizza is a thick crust. When they order that Domino's. Yeah. Sp- so I'm like, Ninja Turtles living in New York, do they not like the traditional New York slice? Do you think when he was like, I'm thinking deep dish, mm-hmm. do you think that was innuendo? He was talking about going down on April since she was in their lair. Every- Casey Jones is uh, fucking, he's got his stink all over that at this point. Oh, yeah. I think yeah. that ship has sailed. That's fair. So they all eat some pizza and go to bed. Casey Jones is sleeping in the truck, and he sees Danny slinking out of the place in the middle yeah. of the night, and he's like, hey, where's that guy going? That guy, I think, might be a fucking turncoat, which... This kid's no good for anybody. He's playing no. all sides against each other at this point. Danny's yep. toxic. You need to cut him out of your life, basically, if you know Danny. He's the worst, really. Yeah. Casey follows him back to the Foot Clan lair, and uh, he goes in and talks to Splinter. And yep. I go, oh, no, we're going to have to listen to another one of Splinter's boring old man stories. And he does. He's yeah, like, let me does. tell you about my story. I was a rat. I Shredder. I know who Shredder is. Hilarious image of the tiny little rat practicing yeah. ninjutsu in a tiny little cage. Shredder killed Splinter's master because right. Shredder wanted to rape uh, Sh- Splinter's master's fiance. Yeah. 
And then uh, he was going it's very to... very similar to the Miyagi and Miyagi's old yeah. enemy relationship in Karate Kid 2. Mm-hmm. What's going on with that sort of dynamic? Shredder was about to beat the brakes off of it, and that's when that's right. Splinter the Rat was mm-hmm. like, I'm going to attack you. Scratch up your face, that's son. That's a pretty cool shot where that like puppet rat shoots across the room and just like eats a man's face. I also love when when they fucking cut the puppet rat's ear off, yeah. and he's like, oh, my ear. <laughs> my ear. I wrote too, like uh, fucking Splinter kills uh, his, his his master back in Japan. How the fuck does this rat end up in New York City then? Is he jumping on like a fucking a, a boat? Is he, is he like the fucking plague ships? He's just they got he's jumping on there and go to go to New York like a plague rat. Yeah, I think the Splinter might have been a plague rat. Ain't nothing gonna break my stride. Yeah, he's he's living the dream, man. He's living that big. American dream. Shredder like catches Danny fucking around, like in the middle of the story, and is like, "Yo, Danny, what the fuck? Where you been, bro? I'm about to slice right, your ass yeah. up with all my fucking Shredder blades and whatnot." Danny's like, "I gotta get the fuck out of here." He runs away. Yeah, Shredder's like, you gotta "Look, tell Casey, Splinter's about to bite the big one." Like, yeah, they're gonna kill his old rat ass. Shredder's like, I'm going to kill that rat. Y'all need to kill the Ninja Turtles. Let's all go kill the Ninja mm. Turtles. Mm. Which, I don't know if there's... This This seems pretty cool here where all the ninjas are just storming the fucking the sewers. Every entrance to the sewer, there's just ninjas fucking piling into it. We got a big fucking fight scene here. Hell yeah. Ninja Turtles are ready for him. They hit him with like a steam valve and then right. beat him up in the shadows. But then more and more ninjas are coming. They're like fucking tribbles. They start just overwhelming them with the sheer amount of ninjas. They keep fighting and fighting. They work their way up to the streets. We're cutting back and forth from here to the warehouse. Casey and fucking Danny unchained Splinter, but they get caught by Tatsu. Back Casey, to fighting some more ninjas in the sewers. Casey's all like, it's no big deal. I can just fucking fight Tatsu, bro. Right. Yeah. I like he makes fun of Tatsu hilariously grunting everything because he can't speak English as an yeah. actor, too. Yeah. That's a good bit. But then he gets his ass slapped around for fucking talking yeah. shit about Tatsu. He's, but during him getting a beating, he's thrown into like a box that's uh, got a golf club in Ooh. it. It's like, well, this guy's superpower is fighting with sporting goods. So yeah. now you're done for, Tatsu. You fucked up. Now you're fucking done for. Because he's got that he's Norman, got, yeah. whatever his name is, the shark. Gives him like a driver. Quick jab to the balls and yeah. then just a full swing drive to his fucking forehead. And Tatsu's out of this movie. He's fucking he's gone. silly. He's yeah. done after that. Uh, uh, we're full on skateboarding through the sewers while fighting ninjas here. Yeah. There's a guy in a gigantic suit skateboarding through a sewer set and ninja fighting people, mm-hmm. and it's all really happening. How'd they pull this shit off? And it's crazy. Michael Bay can't make a cartoon tornado that we can uh, all see. Jesus Christ. One of the more iconic shots, it was in all the advertising here, happens where somebody tries to axe off Michelangelo's head, and he turtles his head into his <laughs> turtle shell, pops it back <laughs> up, and yells, God, I love that's good sh- stuff, that man. got my blood pumping when I was a kid, for it's sure. It's good stuff, man. It's good stuff. Everybody's fighting. Everybody's kung fu fighting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, uh, fucking... Shredder's just there, isn't he? Just well, the like, foot- I'm on the scene. Foot Clan makes it to the fucking streets. Casey Jones is there with Danny and Sam Rockwell and the other, like, non... Everybody, yeah. The non-masked foot soldiers. Casey Jones, like, talked him, like, into, like, hey, man, like... Maybe the Foot Clan are assholes. Yeah, maybe you should be my friends. Yeah, 
And so I don't think they ever really like, helped. What's Casey Jones have to offer these kids? Are they going to go live meth? in... I was going to say, are they going to go live in the junkyard with him? But I guess in the second one, they are just living in a junkyard. Yeah. So. so they'd probably be down with yeah. it. Yeah, probably be down with it. Uh, they take him back. Every, the, the, the fucking Foot Clans fought the Turtles all the way up to like a rooftop. Oh, yeah, we're back on a rooftop. Shredder shows up and he's like, I'm oh, about to fuck shit. your party up. And he gets up. a big dramatic like entrance. Yeah. He's like fucking... Total badass. He's got a big fucking shredder staff that he's flipping around. It yeah. looks cool oh, as yeah. hell. He looks, it's like, how are they ever going to beat this guy, man? Ninja Turtles try to take him on one-on-one. They All do. of them get their ass kicked. Like, one nobody can fucking even touch him. He's unstoppable. Uh, he baits in fucking Leo by being like, hey, your mother's a snowblower or whatever. Yeah. Leo foolishly gets slapped down and then gets like a blade to his neck. He's going to fucking kill Leo. Yeah. It's not going well for the Ninja Turtles. Nope. Shredder's the ultimate badass. Michelangelo decides he wants a piece, but the film fucking cuts away, you know. <laughs> and uh, we're, we're, we're losing control here, but good news, this is where Casey Jones shows up and finds a garbage truck. <laughs> and Splinter's on the scene. Yeah, you know well, what that I mean? too. That too. Yeah. Well, Casey shows up first and is like, hey, there's a garbage truck. Hey, maybe if I crash yeah. that garbage truck... Into those foot soldiers, mm-hmm. it'll help us later. It does help us later, which is smart move. And then Shredder kicked the shit out of everybody, yeah. and was like, "I'll kill got you." Got Leo down, got his fucking blade to his neck. He's like, "I'm gonna kill Leonardo, or you're all gonna throw your weapons over the side." They Which try they to do. throw their weapons yeah. over the side Fucking of the building. Idiots! I wrote idiots is what I wrote. And Mike, the Shredder's like, "You fools! I'm gonna kill him anyways." Yeah. Like, yeah, see, I told you. Luckily, Michelangelo's nunchuck got caught on the ladder. Or Splinter found it on the way up, and he's mm. like, "Hey, Shredder, check me out. I'm really good at nunchucks." That's right. Uh, fucking. And Shredder's like, "Fuck!" Shredder's like, "I'm gonna take you out still because I hate you, you rat. Yeah. You did this to my face. We see his gross face." And then here's the fucking lame part of the fucking the end of this movie. We're about to get a big splinter shredder fight, and it consists of basically the way Boba Fett dies in that third Star Wars yeah. that everybody yeah. hated for decades. Shredder, the ultimate badass, does one big dumb charge at Splinter. Splinter just sidesteps him and throws him over the yep. fucking roof off the building. <laughs> yep. And that's fucking it for Shredder. Shredder falls in the back of Casey Jones' garbage truck. Casey Jones hits the level. To trash compact that shit, which is a pretty casual murder right there. Casey yeah. Jones just pulls a lever and has whoops. a man crushed to death at the end of this movie. Nothing he literally says, whoops. Yeah. We do such a good job building up Shredder as a scary badass through all this. And then he just yeah. does one idiot charge and is thrown off the top of a building. Big disappointment for like what should have been the final big climax showdown. Of this there was movie. yeah, it wasn't ends even, on a fart. Ends on a fucking fart. Wasn't even like a oh Ninja Turtles, you learn to work together. Oh no, yeah, where is all yeah. that? Like something, no. man. Nobody learns anything from this. Shredder sh- or Splinter showed up thankfully and was a little better at ninjutsu. Yeah, that's right, all you need yeah. to know. So that's basically it. It's the ending. We're doing a little bit of like yeah. calm, come down shit here because the cops finally show. Danny gets reunited with his daddy. Danny tells his daddy he wants to be a good uh-huh. boy again. April gets her job back and a promotion. Oh, Everybody's oh. pretty happy. It's it's just Dan now. Oh, yeah. He's fucking it's grown. It's just Dan now. Rockwell gets one more line where he just basically rats out the whole foot clan. Yeah, he narks again. I'm like, that's some bullshit right there. Yeah. Casey comes creeping around April one more time. Like, eh, man, can I get a little taste of that or something? <laughs> 
Uh, she gives him a big smooch, which I guess is pretty much doing it in a kid's movie. And it's a big, the turtles are watching it like creeps from the, the roof. And they Cowabunga! Yeah, you know. Well, Splinter yells Cowabunga, which is a funny, yeah. he says. I made a funny. I made a funny. Everybody loved that joke back in 1990. Uh, Splinter uh, uh. saying I love a 90. Or I fucking love a, I made a funny in yeah, 1990. He's, he's Everybody loves guy. it. He's a good guy. One last thing. What's that? You gotta, you gotta mention. You can't not mention it. What's that? We got a rap song that raps about what happened in the movie over the end credits of the movie. T-U-R-T-L-E I have a long-standing rule. Any movie that has a rap song that raps about what happened in the movie over the credits gets a little bump up in the rating. For fucking sure. It's got to. It's just a rule. So It's the Ninja Turtles rap. Let's get into what we're going to be giving these ratings after we take a little bit of a break here. You guys listen to some coming attractions and then afterwards TMNT is going to enter Judgment Day. No ordinary man could do it alone. But this is no ordinary man. Pray for death. This has gone far enough. We are all free to do what we like. I am free to kill those animals. Shokasugi. Shadow Warrior. Deathmaster. Ninja, judge, and jury. Vengeance will be his. Pray for death. Please kill me! John Kale. I'm with the president. They've taken the building and they're holding hostages. You can't do this by yourself. Hold on tight. Hurry up! Peace. I lost the rocket launcher. You lost? How do you lose a rocket launcher? White House down June 28th. I don't know if I ever ate the turtle cereal. It was uh, it was uh, right at the same time as the Nintendo cereal. You remember that yeah, one? I definitely ate some Nintendo, Nintendo cereal for sure. It's a cereal surprise. Nintendo. There were so many cereal like yeah. tie-ins back then. It's just hard to remember all of them. Yeah, that's fair. And they all, of course, were the exact same like crunchy little oat things that shred your mouth with a blobby marshmallow thing put in it. So, except for that Muppets. 
there was a Muppets cereal. Was it a, a classic Muppets or a Muppets Babies cereal? Classic Muppets. It was like Spangled Stars, and they had the Swedish Chef Ooh. selling it. Oh, such a good cereal. Judgment Day is where we go to the internet to see what you, the people, have to say yeah. about the movie that we watched. And there are a lot of people out there who had things to say about the Ninja Turtles. And let's make it clear. There we don't, was a lot of stuff to wade through. We don't care about any of you. We're just pretending we do. So many different reviews of this movie that went on and went on and went on. But yeah. not very many... Negative reviews. Oh? Amazon, IMDb only have like two or three one Ninja Star review of these things at all. So I had to go completely to Letterboxd and keep it short for the one bullet reviews. I did find a couple of interesting five bullet reviews, so we'll get to those two. Let's hear it. Starting with the one bullet reviews here. First one, short and sweet, these ones. One Ninja Star review. Keep, okay. keep going back to that bullet. It's it's ingrained in me. I know. One Ninja Star from Letterbox user Jeremy Allison. He's an idiot. Go says, ahead. They would never make a movie nowadays where a bunch of kids steal, drink, smoke, and gamble. So thanks, Obama. I don't even know what side of the issue he's on there. I just I, was st- stared at that for a while trying to decode it. I'm just mad because I think I agreed. Yeah. I'm not sure if I agree or not. Yeah. The, the Obama thing threw me off. This next one, right. though, this next one, absolutely, I agree. There's no question here. Brings up a great fucking point here. This is a one Ninja Star review from Letterboxd user Aaron Siskind, who says, One pizza is not enough for four Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. He's not wrong. Not wrong. Not, not wrong at, at all. all. I mean, I, this is f- spelled like a female, too, so I'm going to throw out. Oh, like, there are some females geez. into the Ninja Turtles. This, She's this not wrong. Sausage party here. That's good. And That's good. Yeah, fucking... Two of us could crush a fucking large dominoes together, no fucking problem. And we're not even mutants. Uh, did we get a did we get a fucking brownie or a brookie to go with? Yeah, it? exactly. Right? Like what a, got a sweet tooth going. Yeah, right. Five bullet. Oh, you're going to five? Five, five ninja star. Can I interject? Five ninja star reviews here. Okay. I'd like to uh, read a review right now. Oh, okay. This is, this Sent is in. format breaking, but uh, Sent in I appreciate it. From a very special friend of the show, Mr. Dan Smart, star oh, okay. of the internet. Shout out, yeah. He writes. He's got a lot to say. He writes on the internets about the musics and the things. Mm-hmm. You've seen him. Yeah, he's on blogs. You've seen him. But he's on the. I don't know which ones to shout him out. Tiny Mix Dicks. Okay. Tiny Mix Dicks. URL. Dan Smart says, 1990s, TMNT, headline. Uh-huh. What's not to love? Oh, so this is fully formatted. What's not to love? <laughs> and he hits us with his bullet points here. Ready? That's right. Plot is dirt simple. Even the comparatively boring as fuck act two is at least pretty funny. Chopping vegetables with katanas. There you it brought is. it up oh, yourself, yeah. sir. You brought it up love yourself. That moment. That Jim Henson crew nails it with the costumes and the puppets. Couldn't agree more. You said it yourself. They don't look any better than they do in this first movie, sounded my man. Like, sounded like me and Dan Smart are on the same page with a lot of this stuff. Shredder looks fucking awesome. Is he going to get controversial? He's I don't know. Satisfyingly hate-filled. There's a lot of hate in that Shredder. Yeah. He's just an angry, angry man. Uh, Other than the, that one scene where he's wistful with Tatsu, it's all anger. It's all anger the rest of the movie. You also brought up Sewer and the NYC sets look like some gritty 1940s noir Batman shit. Super cool shit. 100%. You're loving it. He's making great points here. Raphael's the cranky New Yorker who says, damn, a lot, <laughs> which is both hilarious 
and objectively awesome. Also, maybe why the second one was a little more sanitized yeah. as a film. Why isn't Raph saying damn anymore? <laughs> They're not allowed to use their weapons anymore. And also, cut out the dams. Dan's cut next the point. Dams. There's lots of actual fighting, and the turtles at least sort of use their weapons, which they fucking don't in the future ones. Okay, yeah. That's true. Casey Jones, as we all know, owns this movie with all the hard-boiled one-liners and gets to potentially nail a TV news reporter at the end of the film, which isn't bad for a meth head who we don't know if he has his own residency. Come on. Can he get through like an entire date without ruining it? Because we know she's physically down. Yeah. She's she's definitely down on that level. You get a little MC Hammer in the soundtrack, What's Not's Love. Mm. The only things that suck, apart from that second act being long and dull, are Leonardo's annoying kiss-assery and the final shredder Whoa, fight. shots fired. The final shredder fight okay, only okay. being like six seconds or so. Dan Smart says, I think it's an amazing thing. It's amazing they made a Turtles movie that looked and felt this cool and totally admirable that they pulled from the comic book vibe more than the insanely popular cartoon, Dan Smart proudly says, four out of five. Four ninja stars. Ninja stars. Four Teenage Ninja Turtles. Well, thank you, Dan, for sending in that review. And God, I got to say, I agree with a lot of it. A little bit of a pushback on that uh, Leonardo fucking kiss-assery. Like, while Raphael's being such a whiny bitch through the whole thing... We're worried that Leonardo's got to fucking clean up his uh, fucking shit and it might come off as kiss-assery a little bit. Well, you know, you I don't know, know about all that. You want to see what a five-bullet looks like? You got one in okay. particular? Okay, I can go on one, yeah. Let's uh, see what the top of the I'll top. I'll pick this one here. We'll just do one more here. This will be a five-bullet review from uh, official Baby Oil and Blow film critic Ivo Cobra 8. <laughs> Ivo Cobra says... Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles is actually a cult classic epic action film and one of the best movies. It is one of my personal favorite comic book films, and it is also one of my childhood favorites. Has he reviewed the Avengers Endgame since shit? I don't know. Do we know? I don't think so. We'll find out. It is my number one personal favorite Ninja Turtles movie. I love this movie to death. It defines my childhood. I grew up watching this movie. Yeah. <laughs> hammering these points. Absolutely. Off. You haven't already rated the movie well. Please do so so we can push the current 6.7 rating as high as it can go. Gotta be talking about the IMDb rating there. Good for him, though. That's, as a lifelong a good... Turtles fan, I can honestly say that everything about this movie works. From the casting, to the fight scenes, to the music. There is nothing that I would have done any differently. There is just enough comedy. Each Turtle is given their own unique, identifiable, and believable personality. And the story is fast-paced and gripping. Jim Henson's people did a stunning job on the turtles themselves. And the Shredder looks even better than he did in the cartoons. Ooh. The film really pays homage to the original comics by introducing Casey Jones, dealing with Raphael's anger. Here they are, Leonardo, Raphael, Donatello, Michelangelo, our badass. Splinter, Tazzo, Casey Jones. They are all badass, including Raphael. They're my all favorite badass. best movie. Who's the favorite badass best all of it? This is everything I love in this film. The the acting, Jim Henson's creature shop were awesome. Fighting scenes, the Foot Clan, children who steals for Foot Clan. Jim all Henson's characters are awesome. Movie, second to none. The cast, the plot, everything is terrific in this film. 
Why Ruby rebooting this film? Why? Why? The original Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles is the only film for me that I absolutely love to death. He's not wrong. I grew up with Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. I had an album of the animated series from 1987. Oh. I was collecting action figure from the third film that failed. Oh. <laughs> I grew up watching this film and is always my favorite best action movie of the 90s I have ever seen. The fight stunts are awesome. The action sequences are amazing. Everything is just great in this film. The film has some drama in it. The character development between the Turtles and Splinter was really touching and amazing. Another character development in this film that touches me <laughs> is, you heard it. is between Danny and Charles, a father and son. Ooh. That scene is so touching. Yeah. Judith Hogue did an Touché amazing, awesome, terrific job as April O'Neil, True. a reporter for Channel 3 News. She acted her character very serious and convincing. Which I gotta say, like, next to, like, a Michael Caine acting opposite of Muppets in the Muppet Christmas fucking Carol. Thank you. Maybe the most straight face acting next to puppet characters you'll find. Nate's a hog man. I'm a hog man. I just gotta contend with how how many times they call her a babe in this movie. Well. Decent actress, not a babe. I don't get why it was she was replaced in the sequels, which that just didn't work. Right. Elias Coteus did an amazing performance as Casey Jones, a streetwise vigilante who becomes an ally of the Turtles. He's the best. Now, streetwise isn't capitalized, but I'm wondering if he's Meth-wise. implying that he is just selling copies of streetwise when he's not beating right. up. Right, yeah. yeah. Streetwise, <laughs> streetwise, streetwise, streetwise. He was the only Casey Jones for me. He kicked ass. Seriously, he did. The fight scene on the end of the film is the best I have ever saw. Here the Foot Clans and Ninja Turtles are using weapons. Like Foot Clans use axes in April's apartment to kill the turtles, but they failed. One of the Foot Clan ninjas uses a nunchaku weapon, similar to Michelangelo weapons. The fight scene with Raphael on the roof was fantastic. Mm -hmm. One of the best scenes in the film I Mm -hmm. love. This film is highly entertained. It is fast-paced, not too overlong or boring nope. or lame. It Correct. is our rare, true comic book Ninja Turtles film. Correct. It also has a heart bringing a family together Correct. like Danny and Charles' father and son together when they were falling apart. He's completely the right. The fight scene with Turtles and the Shredder was the best scene in the film. Well, the combat was awesome. Boy. Tough the Turtles were no match for him. Well, yeah, Leonardo okay, was the right. only one that wounded him with his sword. He's right. The last fight scene where Splinter faces the Shredder is the best thing in a film that ever happened. Splinter come on the roof, he confronts Shredder, and in final showdown, he defeats Shredder. Shredder attacked him, and Splinter throws him with Michelangelo's nunchaku and says, Death comes for us all, Orokusaki, but when you die, it will be without honor. And Shredder's trying to stab him, and Splinter's let him fall into a dumpster. Right. And in death of Shredder in the original movie. The film opened at the box office in North America on March 30th, 1990, entering at number one yeah. over the weekend and taking in more than $25 million. I love this film as my childhood film, and Judith Hogue is the only April O'Neil for me. He's Elias right. Coteus will always be Casey Jones God for damn me. Right. I love this film to death. I love it. I love it to death. The best movie in the whole world. All of it. What else would you want in this film? Ooh, is that similar to Dan Smart's uh, <laughs> fucking headline there? Yeah. Everybody's on the same page yeah. here. What's not to love? What else would you want? What's What's not not to to love? love? There are a lot of martial arts in it. There were plenty used of weapons in the film. Leonardo used twin ninja two steel swords. Katana. um, Usually inferior make to samurai swords, roughly sharpened and straight bladed. Donatello wielded a bow. 
A staff made of tapered hard wood. Raphael wielded two sides, both side. singular and plural. Dagger-shaped truncheons with two curved prongs. And Michelangelo fought with chin- twin nunchaku. Nunchaku. Fight Clan also used axes. I also love the music score by Jean Duprez. Oh, absolutely. And I love the song 9.95 performed by Spunkadelic. Yeah. 10 out of 10. Yeah. Five ninja stars from Ivo Cobra 8. 9.95 Spunkadelic. That appears in the movie. I can't remember where I heard it. Spunkadelic's a fun name for yeah. a rap group. Yeah. Uh, they had uh, one of the other ones like the fucking... Uh, I can't remember their other hits. It's it not, doesn't matter. Not, Either way. Look, not Crime Time or whatever they were. is T-U-R-T-L-E Power. T-U-R-T-L-E Power. T-U-R... I had that soundtrack, Nate. I believe it. I remember going... like you were a real whore for the Ninja Turtles. Uh, well, whore. sir, when I was at Sam Goody, uh-huh. I made sure to not only pick up the Ninja Turtles soundtrack on, v- on, on cassette. What a fucking rich kid. On stage for the first time, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles! I got you, Movie soundtrack, dudes. This is rock and roll. Now get your kids their hot new audio cassette and concert tour book for $3.99. Only at Pizza Hut. Why Pizza Hut? Because they don't sell pizza in record stores, dude. I also picked up Ghostbusters 2. Oh, that's a good one. You're going to want that one. It ends in a real inspiration. Well, I guess we're going to have to Take control. Matt, we've heard a lot of yeah. opinions and a lot of Ninja Star ratings about uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. What's yours? What's yours, dude? Nate, let me tell you. Mm-hmm. It's the Ninja Turtles. They're coming out of their shells tour. That's right. They're the biggest thing in the fucking world. Mm-hmm. I remember going to see this movie as a young child oh. wearing my red Ninja Turtle sweatshirt. Wow. Which my mom probably gave away to Goodwill and is probably worth about 80 bucks online Jesus. right right now. Jesus. Yes. Yeah. She fucked up. This movie fucking kicks dick. Loved it then. Loved God, it now. God, makes me mad. I've watched really this. Makes me mad. I've watched this movie so many times. I love it. Even watching it now, I was excited to watch it again mm-hmm. because I just fucking love this movie. Uh, two of the greatest people I know, Dan Smart gave wow. it four yeah. ninja stars. Ivo Cobra. Ivo Cobra gave it five. Full five. Full five ninja stars. I love them both equally. I don't know who to pick. I got to go right in the middle. It's a four and a half four ninja star half for me. Four and a half ninja star film for Matt Estrella. God, I love watching the turtles. <laughs> Matt, uh, I've, Dan Smart's review couldn't have been more spot on. Yeah. I agreed with everything he said, up to and including the uh, Shredder fight being the only real big disappointment in the film. That's why I went four and a half. Other, other than, I, he didn't touch on my point, which is a huge sticking point to me, oh, of oh, how oh. badly they neutered Donatello's character oh. and erased his personality from this film. How can you not just appreciate that he's Corey Feldman? I mean, it's weird that he's Corey Feldman. You love Corey and not Feldman. Donatello. I, what, if I love that that doesn't work for you. He needs to have his own personality. The Turtles all have very specific personalities, which is what makes them work as a foursome. 
What if Ringo just wasn't the goofy one, Matt? They just made Ringo one of... suddenly just wasn't the goofy one. They were just like, hey, you know that fourth turtle? He's Corey Feldman. It makes me want to take uh, Ninja Star off a uh, Dan Smart's four star rating and go down to three star or th- wow. three Ninja Stars for Ninja Turtles. But then also, I'm going to factor in that I oh, have to oh, bump anything up oh, that has oh. a rap song that raps about what happened in the movie over the credits. So I'll split the difference there. I'll go three and a half bullets for wow. Ninja Turtles. I feel that's harsh. Three and a half Ninja Stars. I feel that's harsh. It's a little harsh. Well, you know. It's one of the greatest children's films of all time. Could you ask for a better live action adaptation of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles? I don't think so. Okay. I don't think so. Well, you agree yeah. with that at least. Still pretty. Yeah. Very strong. Yeah. It's it's a strong film. You know what? You guys, I'm going to go for Four Ninja Stars. Oh, I'll bump it up. You convinced me. Nate's coming out of his you shell. You convinced me. Nate's coming Man, out of his thing, shell. It's hitting the ground. <laughs> a, a Ninja Star mm-hmm. for each turtle. Yeah. God bless you. Ninja Star for each turtle. Oh, and 2021's looking good. Then I'll bump off another one because all Splinter's boring stories, but then put another one on there for Casey Jones. Hey, he's basically the fifth yeah. turtle in this movie. It's not without his problems is what he's saying, folks. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Matt, we got one more week in uh, January, so I figure we should watch another ninja movie just around mm. this whole ninja party out mm. thing here. So what I'm planning is... Jeff Speakman's the perfect weapon. I don't continue to consider that a ninja movie. I consider that a martial arts movie, and we will be getting to that. But no, we need to focus more on Shoko Shugi, who Ooh. is the, the king of the ninja movie. We've only seen him briefly as a bad guy in a movie. Let's finally watch a ninja movie where an actual Asian guy is the star of the movie and not a white guy or a green turtle. Let's watch one of my favorites, uh, a weird, weird, weird ninja movie called Pray for Death. Uh, There's a beautiful Blu-ray of it out there, but if you don't have uh, access to that, a little little dirt, and it might be on YouTube. The whole movie might be uploaded to YouTube. Make sure you tune in next week when we get weirdly serious on Baby Oil and Blow. Stay Stay single. It's a long road when you're on your own. And it hurts when they tear your dreams apart. Place.